Hello and welcome to Das Nostalgia Podcast, episode 22. As usual, I'm your host, Anatoly, and today I have another wonderful guest with me for your listening pleasure. Sir, please introduce yourself. Hey, my name's Bruno. Uh, you can find me on the internet at, you know, at FMV Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because I'm a big FMV games enthusiast. Nice. Because I honestly think... Uh, these games are very, very underwhelmingly uh, unresearched, so I'm kind of trying to spread my love about these games around. <laughs> very, very cool. Well, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, FMV games is a really cool topic, and because there is a pretty big overlap, right, for 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 my field, for for specifically DOS, right? The, uh, yeah, the c- there certainly is. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the early FMV titles were were released. Well, on multiple platforms, but PC was one of them because, you know, that was the, the, the thing yeah. with the CD-ROM drive, so. And there's actually, I think the whole list that I, I got over is like 150 games that were made for DOS only. Right. So yeah. we're not only talking about the whole the PC, which is like maybe four or 500 games, but only for DOS we have 150, which is something we couldn't go in one podcast. No. So we, <laughs> no. we divided <laughs> We decided to limit ourselves uh, for now, uh, but but before we get to the main topic, sir, do do you have a memory of your first encounter with an IBM PC or a compatible? Sure, as as you can hear from my lovely accent, I come from the Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my first recollection of IBM PC is actually like we were going to buy a PC for my older brother who was at the high school at the time and you know for studying purposes of course right uh anyway my first uh memory is when we bought this old uh ibm schneider it was german made and it was actually a slim pc so it, it wasn't a tower like mm-hmm. you know of the machines at the time uh if it was amazing piece of machinery. It was 286, nice. you know, stand, standard 640 kilobytes of memory and 40 megabytes hard drive. And, and you know, this old, my God, what was it? 13 inch, uh, monitor. And I remember <laughs> it, it, it had on the back, like a sticker that says this monitor complies with the regulatory and health certificates, uh, uh, from year 1968 or something. Just like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, uh, and uh, anyway, like we didn't get any games in the beginning. I, I, I recall just, you know, my brother toying around with the DOS shell. Mm-hmm. So like my first task that I was able to do is probably I changed the color scheme from CM <laughs> to magenta or something like that. And the first game I played was actually Gorillas. Mm-hmm. So... That was first game, and I think the Nibbler was the second one. That <laughs> nice. Well, wow. they go well together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, it all kind of started from there. So you know, Prince of Persia. Of course, all all of these games were pirated. Like yes. this is what we did at the time. Wolfenstein 3D. Uh, yeah, Cyclos. Uh, what was that? Cyclos from Accolade. I think that was pretty cool game, and. You know, the usual bunch that everyone played. Yes. And I, I must say, of course, like, Civilization was one of the first yeah. games. And, 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 and you, you might know that, uh, you know, none of us spoke English. No, so. yes. <laughs> like, in a sense, it's amazing that 
me and my brother, we were able to play and learn to play civilization without any knowledge of English. For me, I was lucky. There is a, there was a pirate Russian translation of civilization. So I've played civilization in Russian m- most of my life. Well, if, well, not anymore. I don't, but. Okay. But, that's kind of cheating, but okay. <laughs> all right. So what are we here? What are we going to talk about today, sir? Okay. And as I mentioned, DOS games and FMV games, this is the huge pile of 150 games. So we decided to, well, what I didn't want to do is the usual stuff that you have with FMV games. Like everyone knows Gabriel Knight yes. series, uh, everyone knows Wing Commander. So I kind of wanted to steer away from this. Uh, however, to have some specific topic, we kind of settled on, <laughs> I don't even know how to say this, uh, FMV, those FMV games adopted from a different medium. That means from either from books, uh, or movies, or TV series. Mm-hmm. And we were lucky to chose 15 lucky contenders. And yeah. hopefully we'll go over all of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so let's start. Uh, and the first game would be it's actually a trail trilogy of games and that's mm-hmm. the Sherlock Holmes consulting detective mm-hmm. and yeah that's that's a pretty interesting title uh, in i'd say many views uh to my knowledge if if we ignore all of the fmv games that were done for the arcade in the 80s for laserdisc uh Sherlock Holmes consulting detective is actually the first fmv ever produced on personal computer. And I think so. Yeah, it could be. Also, if you if you look if you look at it, also one of the earliest PC CD ROM titles. Clearly not the earliest, but one of yeah. the first wave uh yeah, of yeah. that. That's that's for sure. And uh, it was developed by company Icom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I like. I- uh, yeah, it's, it's not a very well-known company, uh, I think, like, it used, some of their... Car- it used to it, be. It used to be, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They are pretty much famous for uh, two series of games, and that's the Adventures of Deja Vu, mm-hmm. 1 and 2, I think, mm-hmm. and a Shadowgate series. Mm-hmm. I think it was a series. I, I never played it, to be honest. Yeah, so. and there's also uh, Uninvited and all the other stuff that they did, but it, it, those games came out on, like, a variety of platforms. They're still around, too. They're under a different name. Uh, the, the guy who... Who recently like kickstarted a whole bunch of stuff? It's 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 the original person. Yeah, and the yeah that's the Dave Marsh I think with the uh, Car Royal Luffs or something like that, and they formed the company the Joy C O J O I I think they they kickstarted the Dracula I think in two thousand twelve or thirteen and 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 it failed. Yes, they, I pledged. They Oh, you did? Cool. Yeah. I, I didn't even know about it, to be honest. Uh, it, it, it wanted like 150k, but they ended up with 55k, but they released the game anyway. Yeah. And get it on Steam and definitely do. Like, this is, yeah, maybe we can move to the game. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, let's talk about the actual consultant detective. First of all, I think we have to note, and I didn't know this until very recently, actually, until a friend of mine tweeted that they were playing the, the, the game. It's, it's based on, a, on, a, on, on, a game, board game. Uh, yeah, it's a game book. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, everyone always thinks, oh, Sherlock Holmes, it's based on the books or something. But the Consulting Detectives was actually a game book that was released in yeah. 1981. Which explains a lot, because it plays like a fucking book. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, that is a correct <laughs> observation. <laughs> Very good, my dear Watson. <laughs> uh, yeah, originally it wasn't released on the DOS, uh, DOS computer. This is originally a console game. Mm-hmm. And in- interestingly, it was, Wikipedia is wrong in this because they say. Oh no. For FMV towns, but it's not actually true because it was made for Turbo Graphics CD mm-hmm. in, I think, and released in March 1991. Mm-hmm. And FMV towns uh, version came later on. And there's also a, a huge difference between two, these two versions because, like, when they worked on the Turbo Graphics version, the owners and engineers from Turbo Graphics actually said it's not possible to make the game. So, like, ICOM did something very, very special. However, the game was running on, it was very slow, it was running only 10, uh, 10 frames per second, mm-hmm. while the FMV towns and, you know, all DOS version and all the following were the 15 frames per second. Mm. So that's like, well, that is also doing the color, but color palette, but like, that's not that important to be honest. Uh, anyway. Let's talk about the DOS version and the game itself. Uh, so as we mentioned, it's based on the board game. And it kind of plays, play, plays like a board game. You start the game, you're presented, uh, with a small introduction of the Sherlock Holmes. And it, it always felt to me, right, like this is, uh, surprisingly good first attempt on full motion video because you don't, they didn't start it with the blue skier or anything. This is pure and simple original filmmaking with all the props, actors, uh, proper writing. Yeah, it's like a but, shitty, shitty TV. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a shitty TV, but, but it was like, you can see that the money went in, into, you know, actually into, trying into to... Into building the, the two walls and the, and buying a chair. It's, it, it's on the cheap side, but yes, considering how cheap some of the FMV was, uh, later like yes yeah. i will say that yes it's a it's a decent effort to look you know for for all they could afford they did all right yeah i think so and, and there's also like a lot of actors and anything like uh, usually you have you know these five guys from canteen that they just took from their break yes. or something yeah. and this kind of looks like these even if they were not the greatest yeah, actors, they're I like local local are... theater actors probably and stuff like that's what they feel like everybody's doing a terrible british accent that's that's something i wanted to say is like in in all the uh like reviews for this game were pretty much very rave like oh it's it's the future of the gaming we need to take into consideration this is 1991 <laughs> <Yes>. in, in <laughs> like games that were released at that time where i i don't even know like duke nukem i have the beholder and civilization that i already mentioned uh, even like the games that had 256 colors like vga when did start, when this this started 1990 maybe late 1989 i don't even know like so like having a game with really full motion video in 1991 was something like a stellar look into the yeah. future that version looks looks good especially when you compare it to like let's say even like a better console version like a, i'm familiar with the sega cd version actually yeah, that's, that's like shittiest version and yeah it, it's yeah that sega cd was yeah that's like sega cd has most fmv games but like it has low technical quality for fmv possible i i think it was like the worst machine for making fmv but yeah that's 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 a sidestep 
the, the thing with the accent that you actually men- mentioned is like all of the American, I think computer gaming world and other magazines were saying like, this is like a great English accent, actors speaking in a natural English, you know, historical. Oh boy. Way and so on. And then I had like UK, UK magazine saying like, this is absolutely the worst mispronunciations and bad accents I've ever seen. Yeah, they're so bad. So you could see these, these two different points of view and two different worlds. Uh, yeah, but the game kind of plays very weirdly. You are presented with one of the three possible, uh, challenges or, you know, cases. Cases. And after the introduction where you are presented the case and one of them is about murders, uh, and possibly a mummy that is involved in, in the murder, and, you know, you have this mm-hmm. supernatural thing. And of course, like Sherlock Holmes is saying, like, this is probably bullshit. Let's, let's find out what's going on. Uh, the essential gameplay is you see the video clip, then within the video clip you are presented with a clue or not. And based on that clue, you move uh, to another area. That means, like, you have the actual list of persons of interest. Mm-hmm. And you click on this list, and you can visit the person, and, and, and so on. You uncover another clue, and so on, yeah. and so on. And when you get enough clues, you go to see the judge. Uh, judge presents you with a couple questions, mm-hmm. and if you answer correctly, you win the game. Yeah. I also would like to point out, that's not all FMV. When you travel to a person and talk to them that's in FMV but a lot of it is also fucking reading newspapers on the screen uh, which is really boring <laughs> yeah and, and, and the great thing about that is actually uh, with the box version of the game you actually get the newspapers as a you know physical thing right, right. it's awesome <laughs> yeah well I, I didn't have access to that but uh, yeah. overall but it, it plays <laughs> like a board game there's very little interaction you just click and you either read or you listen. Well, and and watch. Uh, yeah. So there isn't really much to do. And the, like it, it's it's interesting in a sense. Uh, like this game needs time. If you want to just play it, you start to play it, and you don't have the patience, you actually will not move anywhere. Right. It's, yes. It, it, it it's very interesting. Like you can jump into the game and start playing it, but the, it actually doesn't tell you like, hey man, this is a clue, you know, exclamation mark or whatever. It never tells you. You, you kind of have to listen to everything, process it, and then kind of start piecing everything together. This is something I really liked about the game. It, it's not, yeah, it, it it's not very interactive, but you really need to dedicate uh, a freaking time to actually, you know, think about what's going on. And and, and these cases are pretty funny. And uh, when I mentioned the judge, like, his questions are sometimes so stupid. Like, he asked, you know, who did it? What was the motive? But I, I remember there was one case, and he asked uh, the question, like, what did the general call his wife? And there were a couple answers. And the actual, the right answer was that the general called his wife a horse face. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot, lot of, you know, little nuanced uh, jokes within the game. Well, not that nuanced, but little weird <laughs> jokes within the game. It's like, uh, you, you came to see one guy um, and his son was murdered and, you know, uh, you're trying to figure out what was his son like, and, and, and so you, you ask these questions, and you see, uh, as you talk to this guy in 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 
you know, in the background you see a mother of this murdered guy, uh, you know, wailing and, and screaming and, and everything. Like she's crying her heart out. So this this the father of this guy is telling like, yeah, I cut off my son because he was the worst and blah blah blah. And I haven't heard from him for a long time. And as he hears, you know, his wife failing in the background, he says, there, there, my dear, we still have each other. And the woman starts crying even more. <laughs> She's oh, like, oh, oh, okay, it's, it's, it's a little, you know, weird jokes within the game, but I, I, I liked it, to be honest. Uh, what we will get to within the, you know, when, when we will talk about these games, something, uh, like, they usually are not that worth playing as yeah, they are there's, there's going to be a lot of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, like they are usually very great to watch uh not not so fun to play uh problem with the fmv was limited replayability and like for this game you paid 70 bucks and if you played over it you know three cases you might finish it in 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 few hours and and you'll never replay it again the, the only way how to improve was just to use less steps to win the cases. Right. And, you know, at the end of each case, uh, actually, Watson is saying something very profoundly uh, wise, like, okay, this time you kind of fucked up. Let's enroll to university course for detectives. And, and that's the ending of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's, in a sense... Oh, something I wanted to mention is that doesn't uh, have a connection with FMV, but within the Eclipse is a very lovely hand-drawn scenes. I'm, I'm not sure if you if you saw them. It, they look like those court sketches. Uh huh. That, that, see, they are really, really great. Oh. And people don't notice these kind of things. And, and like, like I wanted to point out specifically a woman who's, who was making these sketches, Catherine Tutelian, because I'll mention her later for her work on Are You Afraid of the Dark, which oh. is one of the best FMV games I ever played. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Sherlock Holmes made a lot of money. They sold about 250,000 copies, but they kind of died because of like there was no concept of improving the gameplay or anything. All they did. Let's it, not forget the, it's 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 three games with the you know being released within within the three years, and yeah. each one of them was just literally a set of three new cases. Like, like to be honest, I think like they all had it prepared in advance. Yes, and... well, probably uh, I would I I don't actually know this for a fact, but something probably tells me that those are the cases from the game book. No. Uh, that's a good question. I uh, don't know, but I would say they probably—they're most likely probably are. I don't think we yeah. would go through all of this without. I mean, it's easier to just adapt uh, the existence. It might not be. If somebody played it, please, and that's not the case, please tell us in the comments. Exactly. It it, it makes sense, but like to be honest, I I wasn't bothered to look too deep into it. So <laughs> uh, anyway, we will probably move to another game because at this rate we will be here till. Yeah, well, that's how it always is. Yeah, be prepared. But, uh, I mean, we actually have a lot of the ground covered for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true, because the next game is Dracula Unleashed yeah. and made by the technically the same team. Uh, but published by a different company. 
I was surprised. And that's that's an interesting story because it was published by Viacom, and that's the thing. In 1993, Viacom started actually buying Icom, and ah. the whole transaction was finished in 1995. So, to be honest, we will be technically speaking like four games or like three titles within the oh, list yeah. from the same company. Uh, anyway, Dracula Unleashed is... Is like Sherlock Holmes Consultant Detective, but with Dracula. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely right. It's the same engine. It's uh, the only difference technically is, you know, you have a... The gameplay Chris, is slightly Chris, different. Yeah, uh, like it has high-res user interface for a change, mm-hmm. which was probably the most thing they did on the engine. Uh, but but I would, to be honest, I don't know much... Uh, what was the difference between the story in the game and the story of Dracula? Well, it's a, it's a sequel. Kind of sequel. Okay, that makes sense because, like, I should probably read Dracula because I live half a mile from <laughs> the house that Bram Stoker actually was born and lived nice. in. But uh, the, the, the main difference between Dracula Unleashed and Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes is, in a sense, a light game uh, with a light mood it's it's kind of funny it doesn't take itself very seriously Dracula on the other hand is trying to have you know this foggy Londonian yeah. mood and, and the, the gameplay is a bit more pressing because there's a time limit yeah there's, there's, there's that's there's a the main difference limit. you're working against the timer and the timer is like the creepiest idea ever because like you need to be at this <laughs> and it, it it's kind of weird that like you have again those videos and gathering the clues and now the clues are meet me uh, yeah, at, 15 uh, minutes yeah. after 10 a.m. at my house and okay where the hell do you live okay what the time it is and so on and th- th- there's actually an interesting Easter egg uh, connected with the timer. I, I I found it completely by coincidence. I'm not gonna try it, but I would love to from to find someone who would try to find this uh, and like fulfill the Easter egg. And the Easter eggs kinda has like you know you pass the time in the game when you click on mm-hmm. the clocks and it passes in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if you hit the current time. Which means current time right, of your in, system in, clock. Yeah, exactly. You'll see a very rare video created by the programmers. Really? So even, but the thing is, even if you change the system clock, you can change it to 1950 mm-hmm. earliest, which means like you still have to click like 50 years and per 15 minutes. So that's going to take a shit ton of hours to do. So yeah, that's the Easter egg. I, just, I I don't even know if someone saw it. I I, I just know it exists. No, I think maybe it's a. It, I don't know. Uh, it's that's very doable. Why would you click on, you know, just change your change your timer to look what the time was in the game? Change it to fifteen minutes. That's that's something you can't because you cannot go before in, you cannot change the system clock before nineteen fifty if the game is oh, it in has to, wait so wait 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 so oh you actually it actually has to match your date as well not just the yeah. time oh, yeah okay the dates too so like you have fifty years of clicking per fifteen minutes wow that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> I found it by by chance I don't know uh, I should try uh, that out. 
Then anyway. just just hack the game to to you can just do it the other way around. Hack the game to you know find out where it stores uh, its time and just advance. Yeah, that's a good idea. See, I will do that uh, tomorrow. Do it. <laughs> do it. Awesome. <laughs> remind me. Remi- remind me. me on Twitter. Okay, I'll, I will. Uh, anyway, I, I, again, I liked Sherlock Holmes and I liked Dracula Unleashed. In 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 some senses, it kind of builds the atmosphere very well. It has its you know cheese as every FMV game yes. points but like it, it is genuinely creepy sometimes and interestingly like it takes a lot of trial and error in the beginning but when you get to the half point of the game all of a sudden like like the the body count goes up so quickly and like people start dying like flies uh, you know ne- near to you mm-hmm. and it, it has like I'm not sure if you saw the video of the game but like the ending is genuinely Genuinely creepy and scary and very well made, uh, except the ending special effects when the Dracula is killed. It, it kind of looks like something from the Tales of the Crypt, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably not something they wanted to do. Uh, but and and the music in uh, that is supporting all of this is, you know, Carmina Burana or Fortuna mm-hmm. from Carl Orff, which is one of the most most used ep- <laughs> most used ep- pieces of music ever. <laughs> That is true, but it really fits within this well, game. Well, what doesn't uh-huh. fit? Yeah, uh, I'll be doing dishes next time. I'll put it in the background. It's going to be epic dishwashing session. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but there is one thing that actually completely threw me off uh, in the beginning. Um, like the story begins. is like, okay, I'm brother of uh, Quincy Morris, who was the original Dracula hero I think and I'm here in London to find out what happened to my brother and why he died and so we move a couple months ahead and I kind of forgot about my brother but I found a woman that I want to marry and okay I'm gonna marry her but I should really think about my brother and find out what happened it's like okay doesn't doesn't make a lot of a sense like the whole thinking of the main hero but there's a scene and, and it's like the main point is there's the Hades club of gentlemen and everything where he's introduced and like the Quincy Morris the original hero was member of this club and you were joined uh, as a a new member and, and like you are being introduced to every character and there was something that completely like made me angry and is uh, there's one rambling idiot I'd say a person with the Eastern European accent and another guy says oh don't mind our Czechoslovakian friend oh boy <laughs> which, which is going to be like yeah Czechoslovakia was in 1918 yeah wow yeah fuck you do your research guys <laughs> uh, yeah anyway so that that kind of threw me off and I wasn't able to forget this little thing until I finished the game it, it it's just weird definitely it's creepy Sometimes uh, it has its moments where it's very very cheesy. Just go on on go on YouTube, check check the uh, playthrough. It's maybe one and a half hours, maybe two hours long. First hour is a bit dragging, and yeah. you won't see what's happening. But it's beautifully gonna start making sense in in second 
part of the game, and and, and I loved that. Uh, there's another interesting thing is actually the designer of Writer of Dame game is Andrew Gruber, Greenberg, and he worked for White Wolf. And if you don't know White Wolf Company, uh, they created Vampire Masquerade. And oh, I think okay. he also worked on that. And he also worked on Wizardry games. Interesting. First, yes, first I think first. that's that's where I heard that name from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's Dracula Unleashed. Uh, oh, there's another one concept that I really hated about the game because there's a big inventory and you're getting random things mm-hmm. and random items. And like to progress within the game, you need to know which item you need to have in your hand before going for into specific place to trigger a specific animation. Yeah. Which is like, Clusterfuck of random, yeah. Guessing. Also, you you can die. Like you can you can yeah. just you can just go into the place and because you you didn't yeah. do something previously, you can die. Yeah, yeah. It's like I never owned the original copy of the game. I'm pretty sure all this is explained in the manual and everything, and it makes sense. But the trial and error nature of the game makes it very very hard. And right. makes it very, very hard to play. But again, if you just watch it, you don't care about this stuff. Alright. Awesome. Go watch it. It's fun. Yeah. Let's, uh, shall we move on to, uh, to, yeah. to a bit of a different thing? Well, next on your list, I, I see there is a Rebel Assault 1 and 2. Um, yeah, and we should probably split that. Yeah, and I will say there isn't really much to say about the first Rebel Assault, cause the, well, while it's a game that's clearly using, you know, the full motion video technology to, 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 yeah. to stream its backgrounds, uh, as far as digitized actors, it, it really just like, it's just like a couple of scenes, like, from, from, movie, from the yeah. movies and just a few seconds each time. Yeah, there, there isn't much to say about the game. It's like. Also, I don't like it. First Rebel Assault <laughs> is terrible. I know it's a classic, but it's, it's borderline unplayable. Uh, I agree, and I think Rebel Assault 2 is unplayable too. I, but... Rebel Assault 2 is a lot more playable. And, well, Rebel Assault 2 is the one that we should get into, really. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, just shortly, Rebel Assault 1. It was completely forgotten project. No one really cared about it at LucasArts. Uh, but the technology is very interesting. You know, streaming video at 150 kilobytes is something. It's pretty, it's really impressive for the time. Yeah. It's full, full, it's full screen. Like, it's really full motion video. The backgrounds are full screen scrolling and you have choices, you know, and stuff. And it puts sprites on top of them too. And, and it's all work of one guy, Vince Lee. And I'd like, he, he loved, you know, at, uh, he loved, uh, cinema where games because they were very cinematic and that's something he wanted to reproduce. So he kind of, like Rebel Assault to me is just 1980s arcade game. Yeah, it feels like it's one too. So. FMV era. Yeah. That, that's it. it has shitty controls and, and that's yes, all. Yes, the controls are terrible. Uh, you actually, the best controls are with the joystick. You can pretty much not control that game with anything else. Like, don't bother <laughs> yeah. with the mouse or the, God forbid, keyboard. Cause, uh, like, well, the mouse's sensitivity is way too, 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 too fast with, with, uh, with the, the keyboard. It's way too slow. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty, you could it's pretty terrible. Play it terrible. with the keyboard? Um, fairly certain that you could. Don't quote me on that. I, 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 I don't even want to look at that game. 
<laughs> okay, I, I, I never. You know what's interesting about Rebel Assault is the. There's actually. There is original FMV footage in the game, now I realized. Uh, there's a second or third level, I don't know, when you actually attack the Star Destroyer uh-huh. and you fly around it. This is actually a model, real model of Star Destroyer that was used in the movie. Huh. So they, they kind of, so it's not computer generated graphics, right, right, it's right. a model used and like, but this is probably the only usage of the proprietary FMV within the game, but like, yeah, I realized that just now, now huh. that they use some of the real props. Interesting. Uh, 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 yeah, I also, also wanted to say something, but I completely forgot. But uh, never gives a shit. Let's, let's Rebel, Rebel Assault. I do not recommend it. <laughs> just, just watch it. It's, Even uh, then, like yeah. it's not. It's pretty. It's boring. Nothing fucking happens in it. You know, uh, now, now I remembered. Rookie one, you actually could choose to be a hero is either a male or a female. Right, right. But the rookie one in second game is a male. Yes. Well, like strictly. yeah, and and it's also, I think, a hero of some books. I don't know. Oh, something, something. Uh, I don't care that much. Like, yeah. yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, Rebel Assault Two. Two years later, uh, much better game. Uh, it's it's definitely much better. It's game. not that it's a great game, but it's it's it's. I think it's 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 fairly playable uh, as a game. The first level is fun. It does that a lot uh, where it sort of scrolls multiple levels of the FMV on top of each other. Yeah. It does that a lot, especially like in the ship playthroughs, which are the most annoying parts of the game where you fly inside something and you can't hit the walls or the ceiling and stuff. Like those multi-layered things are... are, are they look pretty incredible. And yeah. it also has a built-in difficulty editor. Like you press yeah, like yeah. F ten or something, and and brings up for each each of the levels you have like bunch of parameters. You can set the game on easiest uh, thing, and like the first game, it 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 has you know the flying sections. It 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 has the same. It repeats all the same things that the first game did. Like it has the flying sections, has from the inside, you know, from the outside where you are not a lot of touch edges, and the on feet sections where you sort of uh, just sort of laser tag. Uh, stormtroopers and stuff, but yeah. it does think so much better. Like in the in the laser tag uh, sections, like you can hide behind things and look through different sides and stuff. And it's it's a good looking game, and it has like Star Wars f- FMV with people in suits and stuff. And uh, and, and this uh, is all original props. All yes, you see yeah. Return of the Jedi for the yeah. first time since since the original trilogy yeah, at that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what everyone is claiming and even even the LucasArts itself yeah. is like I'm kind of saying it in, in their website is like this is the first time since 1983 that we reused mm-hmm. <laughs> you know 20, 20, 15 year old sets at the time mm-hmm. or I don't know how many and, and and they're good those cutscenes are fairly well staged all things considered and stuff I mean like they're they're not Wing Commander but but they're they're, yeah. they're, they're pretty good the funny stuff is funny the action stuff is exciting I agree. Uh, to, to be honest, I was going over the reviews and a lot of people were complaining, eh, this is completely shitty and boring and well, everything. Well, because by 1995 we knew better. I mean, it's an interactive, it's an FMV rail shooter. Like, that's, yeah. that's, it's only a thing it's gonna be. But as far, especially comparing with the first game, like the second mm-hmm. game is a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, for me, what it seems the Rebel Assault 2 really is, I think, Lucas 
was actually using the technology of for blue screen and everything to prepare for a you know a new trilogy for the shitty trilogy you know I think that's just how I see your really? like, I mean they yeah. were at this point in, in 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 different buildings even so uh like yeah they were in different buildings but kind of they had to work work kind of in, in the technology. I, I saw one of the interviews making of, and it, it's on the internet making of the Rebel Assault mm-hmm. too, and you actually see George Lucas talking. So huh. whether it was just the marketing stunt or anything or whether, you know, these people actually were feeding him the results, I don't know. But I don't see any reason why some of the technology wouldn't be used as a for prototyping or demoing or something. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, anyway, yeah, FMVs are great. All those fly-throughs and everything. It, it looks crispy. Amazingly well-made. Yeah, and I it, will say I'll recommend it just on technical aspects alone. It's, it's may yeah. not be the best game ever, but like you you can play first few levels and get a feel for it. First few levels actually very unlike the first level. First level of like Rebel Assault is impossible. Like for, uh, first few levels of Rebel Assault 2 actually very, very playable. Like you can actually get like three levels in before you have start having like any trouble. Um, and stuff. So it's, it's, and it's an interesting to check out just because you're like, well, yeah, that does look great. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. Like, <laughs> for me, it's hard to say something about Rebel Assault because I completely sucked about these games. Yeah. I tried to play them and I, I, I was failing completely miserably. And even in the second one, even when I had like the easiest mm-hmm, difficulty mm-hmm. possible. But, I loved watching it, mm-hmm. and it's great. And 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 it, you know the FMV was actually uh, who directed it? No, it was directed by Hal Barwood. Oh, really? The guy, yeah, the designer of Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and Fate of Atlantis. And I think that was his only involvement, like the direction. But this guy worked with the Lucas on movies before, and, and, right. and maybe, maybe he worked with Spielberg also in, during seventies and sixties, like. Everyone knows that Spielberg and 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 uh, Lucas were actually the indie filmmakers of the sixties. So I think Hal Barwood was actually working uh, in in some degree with uh, Lucas. And like, I, he's not the best director, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure, but like, he did considerably very good job mm-hmm. in comparison to most of the FMV games yeah. of the era. So, <laughs> and another interesting tidbit, tidbit is also like the guy who voiced the Darth Vader in the game, mm-hmm. voiced Luke Skywalker in X-Wing game. Oh, nice. This is the only actor in the history of Star Wars that actually made played the both characters. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't actually remember what you sounded like in, 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 in Rebel Assault. I remember like the, the guy in, um, uh, the guy in X-Wing was, was, uh, was actually pretty good. That was a pretty good impression. I, I know it's not James Earl Jones, so it has to be just somebody doing a really good impression. I don't know who it is, but but it's good. Yeah. And 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 to be in in a in a in a spirit of Star Wars, Darth Vader was played by a different actor than it was voiced well, in Rebels too. I have no idea why. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense, but whatever. Uh, it's it's just interesting stuff that you can find out when you know going on the IMDb cross checking with with Wikipedia and Mobile Games. Like you find really bizarre stuff mm. yeah, that's, that's some of the things that actually stuck with me and yeah Google easter eggs for the game too yes yeah it's it's funny and it's a lot of them and, mm-hmm. and they are great like I think there's like chorus line 
Stormtrooper yes. dancing something. <laughs> Go see it. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so. What's the next one? The, the next one is inch is probably the most interesting one on, on the list. It's the Are You Afraid of the Dark? The, the Tale oh. of Orpheus Curse. Uh, a title yes. that remains to this day largely unknown for, for many reasons. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would love to know the reasons why this game didn't make it. I, I don't understand it. Uh, I don't know. I think Are You Afraid of the Dark had a fairly limited appeal. First of all, let's talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark for a second. Um, yes. Uh, that is like a very weird product, right, of its time. It was a, it was a Canadian show that was popular essentially all over the world. Um, because it was, uh, you know, horror movie, horror, horror anthology, uh, series for, for children. Um, yes. and, and, and in their early teens. So people who weren't allowed to watch, let's say, Tales from the Crypt, right, uh, would have to settle for Are You Afraid of the Dark? And in my country, yeah. they, they showed it in the morning, like not at <laughs> night, but in the morning before school. We didn't have it, Shane. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm very familiar with it. Uh, I always used to think it was good, and now that I look at it, not, not, most of it is not very good, but some of the stuff is, is, I mean, it's very kid friendly, but some of the creepy, really? yeah, but some of the, some of the creepier stuff does, is still very creepy, surprisingly, but most of it is, uh, is, is, is fairly, you know, Tame. It's, yeah. it's it's kids kids television, but it has like the creepiest fucking intro. <laughs> yeah, that that is. I I watched on on the YouTube couple couple I think like two or three episodes. I kind of like them. It's like if I imagined myself in a in a skin of eight nine year old kid. Well, yeah. This, if you're an eight or nine, it's amazing. it's scary. If you're like thirteen, not so much anymore. You know, yeah. it's a f- fairly limited appeal. However, I'm I'm going to give them props. I mean, this would it, it's the kind of show that would never get made today. Like, yeah, absolutely definitely. not. Not even close. Yeah, and I think a new generation deserves something like that. <laughs> yeah, like something like yeah, especially now TV is blooming. They should sort of bring stuff like that back. I know that they've been in talks to do it for forever, but nothing, nothing's ever, uh, nothing's ever happened. In America, it was aired on Nickelodeon, I think. So yeah, it's so it's like, but 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 it's a but it's a Canadian production. So, uh, but the whole premise of the show is an anthology series. So this 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 club of kids, the the Midnight Society, uh, they they get together and they tell scary t- stories and they throw shit into the fire every time they announce the title <laughs> uh and uh, and there's always some some kind of a twist in the end where like they they, they, yeah. they, they, they there's some kind of a moral whatever something happens in the story that connects to the to the to the to the Midnight Society kids, and then they put out the fire and they fuck off. That's yeah. that's essentially <laughs> yeah. that's every episode and stuff, which is kind of weird because Are You Afraid of the Dark? The game doesn't actually do that up front. It like hides yes. it. That was like a really weird choice to not actually have the Midnight Society intro. You actually play the game for like five minutes before that is even introduced. Yeah, and and and, and it, the whole game to be like, let me. Put it right out there. Are you afraid of the dark? Is the best game from today's list. And I love this game. It's forgotten. It's okay. First, let me tell tell you like it is a sort of a mist like slash seventh guess something. Yeah. Very very much in the nature of how you play. It's a it's a horror logic adventure inventory. All of this crap. 
it's so much better than well <laughs> mist <laughs> much better than mist <laughs> okay, or, or the seventh <laughs> guest <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything is better than okay oh i did not say that out loudly uh it's an awesome awesomely made game uh, game from a technical point of view yes but it's also amazingly well written School game. I've never actually finished it because I found I, I I actually got stuck at it as an adult. I I actually don't know if I can classify class, classify it as a particular kids game because I found no, certain isn't. things fairly challenging. I think that's another thing that probably contributed to it. First of all, I didn't even know about this game's existence for a long time. I just think probably the failure of it was mostly marketing or the absence of thereof, because like I I didn't know that game existed until I think early two thousands. Okay, I I remember uh, a review from Excalibur, which was a Czech magazine mm. in 1994. So I I remember the reading the review that was praising the game, but it's like the only mention for many 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 yeah. years. The the graphics are nice. The the premise is really good. It's very much an Are you afraid of the dark sort of premise? So it's like a brother and yeah. a sister go inside, and it and it's great because you actually play a young girl and mm-hmm. an African American girl and her brother who. Mm-hmm white guy, which is something not that usual, if you think about it. Uh, and you go into this creepy old uh, like, theater mm-hmm. that was known like a, for, a, like, it's, it's, a, it's the tale of the Orpheus course, uh, curse, and Orpheo was disappeared 100 years ago because of whatever, something went wrong, uh, and his whole family died, blah, blah, blah. And you go in with your brother, he got kidnapped by a spirit of Orfeo and you play the girl and try to rescue him then within the game it kind of turns where the girl gets kidnapped and then you play as a guy and like at the end of the game I think you kind of play both of them and it's like it was written by Raymond Benson if you don't know the guy just google him He's the designer and writer of Return of the Phantom game, Dark Seed 2. Oh, okay. And I know he's who that actually, is. Yeah, and he's actually a writer of uh, James Bond books now. Hmm. Uh, really cool guy. He's actually in the Big Box PC game group now. <laughs> and, like, he put together a great team of people. Um, the theater where the game is played is actually an interesting mix of computer graphics of CGI, FMV, and also, like, the real photos of, uh, I think, Chicago something theater. And if you... So so you move within the theater and you see CGI, then you go into the basement and you see the actual digitized photos. And interesting thing is, it doesn't strike you as something weird. Like, your brain is actually okay with it. It's a different method of you know, showing things to you. Mm-hmm. In other games, this would not work at all. Well, it's it's the nineties. You know, you had things. It, it's the nineties, and it actually feels very. Although it's not like a macromedia director game. Yeah. Uh, it it really much. It very much feels like one. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. You move from. You move it, from static it, points. You kind of have that thing where it's the blend yeah. of different styles. You have. You have. Full motion video. Well, first of all, uh, let's talk about yeah, the should... f- full, full motion video yeah. in this game. Th- there really isn't much, much because it. most of this game is voiced like comic booky slideshows. And yeah. then sometimes you'd have animation on top of that. Like the first time you see the, the, the headless 
uh, uh, lady. S- lady appear. It's like a, it's animated, and there's there's skeletons running at you later and stuff. And then the Midnight Society is actually presented in a separate video player, essentially. Which, which should we probably mention right now is like the game starts as we mentioned this story of the girl and and his and her brother missing and everything. And in after five ten minutes, you actually realize that you're switched to the Midnight Society video and all of a sudden you realize that you are telling the story yes. to the Midnight Society so they can bring you as a new member. And and, and it, it's, it's an interesting mechanics because like you don't see them very often. You actually won't see them at all until end of the game if you don't screw up. Mm-hmm. Because if you screw up something and you kill one of your protagonists... Uh, a video of Midnight Society shows up and it's like, yeah, you're probably wrong, telling the story wrong, you should probably adjust it a little bit, and then you can go back and continue with the game and doing something different. So, it's, it's been like the biggest be the Midnight Society, but if you play the game right, you don't see them at all. Right, yeah. And all of, all, yeah, and all of the footage of Midnight Society is actually original FMV footage, so it's not reused from the TV series right, or right. anything. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they filmed it on that set <laughs> that, that they, that they, that they filmed <laughs> for like four, five years. Yeah, and I, I don't, re- I don't remember if they throw anything into the fire. They do, I think. That's, they do? I think that's, yeah, that's what, that's, that's it's, right? yeah, it's like, it's the first, that's, yeah, like you play the game, then the, the kidnapping happens, so like the first plot reveal happens, and then it goes instantly from a slideshow into the Midnight Society video clip, and mm-hmm. like, I, I think that's when the, the, the title re- reveal happens, is when they throw, like, I present to you the, the tale of the Orpheus curse. I might be wrong about this, but I'm fairly sure that, that I'm right. It's a very yeah. interesting game. I, it's, it's, that it's forgotten. I would, I yeah. would, even though I've never finished it, I would totally recommend it. It's a, it's a cool adventure game. Plus, come on, if you're a fan of Are You Afraid of the Dark, it's, um, it feels like one of the creepier episodes of the show. Like it's yeah. very much in that style of like, yes, we're kid friendly, but we're we're trying to push it to be as creepy as possible. There's, there's no blood or anything. I think it, it is. <laughs> I, I don't even remember if, if, if there's something really, really scary. Some of these jump, th- there are some jump scares. Mm-hmm. There are not really jump scares. Like if you're a kid, probably like if you're adult, you'll just have, say, ha 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 or something. Yeah, or the skeleton, but, especially. But, <laughs> <laughs> also, skeleton, skeleton is actually awesome. There's a scene where you are chased by a skeleton and it, like, I, I think the skeleton is from, from the Vex Museum. So you need to run into the, into the basement where the, where the furnace is and you just turn around and you see how the skeleton is running towards you and he just melts and it's amazing because if you see the scene this was actually a model you know on the on the wiring and you could see the wiring a little bit (laughs) Uh, yeah they used any trick possible as I said CGI FMV uh, digitized photo they used uh, Props from the natural museum, and they they just digitized it, and that's they they used the animatronics. They, they used everything they could. It's like I I don't know how it worked, but this game looks to me like a product of love. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna say that uh, that yeah, it's uh, it it's an interesting title. It would be nice if it if it got uh, rediscovered. Yeah, I I would love to see any new. Uh, one last interesting thing I actually know know about this game is this is interesting. Like the actors were played by one like 
the video is played by one person and usually voiced by someone else, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I think, for almost every character within the game. And the voice of Orfeo is the guy called T. Ryder Smith, and he's like for gamers, he's probably most known from the Bioshock franchise. Mm. I don't remember which character he voiced in Bioshock, but one of the main characters, I think. Interesting. And and he played. If you know the bad science fiction of the nineties, and you remember horror movie Brain Scan, yeah, with Edward Furlong, mm-hmm. he played the trickster. Oh God! All so, right. Uh, <laughs> so he's the voice of the Orfeo. <laughs> nice. If you haven't seen guys Brain Scan, go see it. It's fun. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> what? I like that. Uh okay, the next on the list oh, is Oh god. Yeah. The Ripley's believe it or not game. Yeah. The Riddle that's... of Master Lou. Uh all I can say about that game is it's bad. <laughs> <sighs> it's a bad adventure game. Uh, uh, it's like again, let let me say something. I love FMV games. I know a lot of them are bad, but I know, like, people don't realize how much fucking work is to create a game. Like, everyone is... Oh, that's a game with a very high production value. Um, like, um, all of the sprites are digitized people in, in game and then on, yeah. on the 3D backgrounds, and they look really good. I just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. there's very, very little actual FMV in the game. You know, yeah. Like, well, there are a little tidbits. Yes, like you here, see the here and there. Yeah, small windows here and there, mm-hmm. and, and they are pretty good. Like, I, I think the main actor is pretty likable guy. His his Asian girlfriend is oh, pretty good cool too. That fucking <laughs> asshole. Uh, I don't. I just don't like the style. Of that. Not only don't I don't I, uh, the design is bad, but I just don't like the style. It tries to be this, uh, you know, pulp adventure. Well, and it fails by by making saying, its protagonist like a complete fucking douchebag. He's <laughs> he just looks down on everyone. Like it's like really weird. He just like you know in my- you should probably start saying who the the hell was Ripley in first. <laughs> uh, okay, this game is actually not based on a movie, a book. It's based on a person, right? And I should probably remember what was the full name of the Ripley guy, but. Let's imagine there was a Ripley guy mm-hmm. who was a famous, sort of a famous illustrator and traveler and sort of a journalist. And he was gatherer of uh, weird fact- facts or, you know, obscure things. Mm-hmm. And he also, st- I think he started museums. And like, yeah, yeah there's think, one right, well, not right by me, but close to where I am. Yeah. Have you ever been in one? No, I've never been in one. I walked right by one. Uh, there's one in London. I I, I saw it. Uh, also, I was passing by. I, I might have a look one day. Anyway, it was way too expensive to go into a place like fucking Ripley. I can go and you know into a, into Met for free, you know. <laughs> but but I, but fucking Ripley's fucking believe it or not, where it's like half the shit is bullshit anyway. So it's like I gotta pay forty dollars. <laughs> Hey, all of his facts were confirmed. <laughs> oh, great. Well, I've seen some of the stuff in the book and it's, it's pretty fascinating. Um, 
but as far as museums, no, I have never been on one. Yeah, okay. My feelings toward this game is it was very technically well made. Mm-hmm. The engine is actually the Micropulse engine that was makes used sense. In and like Re- the Return of Phan- Phantom and Rex Nebula, and Rex it Nebula. feels oh, yeah. very much like that, only in high resolution. Yeah, they actually bought it from Microsoft and started using it. Microsoft, uh, Microprose, uh, Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft, Microsoft <laughs> disbanded. Uh, the group mm-hmm. uh, that was making adventures and they just sold all, all of that stuff and yeah Riddle of Master Loom was born uh, it was write, written by Lee Sheldon oh really? yeah the guy who was making FMV games for Southpeak like Temujin Dark Side of oh, fuck, the Moon that? is that yeah. what it's called? yeah Dark Side of the Moon that's, that's, that's the a name. game that I, nobody knows about <laughs> like uh, Dark Side of the Moon is another interesting game. Everyone hated it at the time. I think it's pretty good. Like, but I, I think hashtag like, not DOS. Yeah, yeah, not DOS. <laughs> Maybe at my Twitter account I might mention it one day. A- anyway, and Lee Sheldon also wrote few episodes of Star Trek: Next Generation, mm-hmm. which is something that people don't really know. Uh, and the game itself is standard adventure. I ne- I, I I tried to play it. It's just so fucking hard. It's hard, it, it's it's boring, and I find illogical. all the characters really unlikable, which is not fucking helping. Yeah, it's and and that is kind of the problem it's it is a problem, but the game has so much to offer in terms of exotic locations and everything. Oh like yeah. You, you go to Egypt no, Egypt is only in the beginning, but you go to, to Peking, mm. Eastern Islands, Peru, Germany where there's fucking castle made of Ace of Spades or something, it it offers a very well graphics, mm-hmm. awesome locations, but I I think in in this castle there was a that was the me- moment when I said fuck it I'm just gonna watch the video it's like you got locked into one room and there's some some chemicals and laboratory and anything and, and you, you just have put anything together and, and it didn't make any sense it didn't tell me anything. It was just too hard. I like adventure games, mm-hmm. and I, I love everything from Lucas Arts, Sierra, and uh, to the newer stuff, like well, newer, like nineteen ninety nine or something. Mm-hmm. Just probably the probably yeah, end of my gaming more or less. Uh, that, that was just too hard a game. I wanted to love it. I think it's pretty good game. You yeah, you, you said your points, and you are completely right. For me, the bigger problem was that it was so hard well and that's I, I that's like it's game. it's it's bad design I, i'm sorry it's it, if a game if a, your adventure game is far more enjoyable with the walkthrough it's it's bad puzzle design yeah. but i also do find like i would i would keep playing it if i to the very least like the characters but but i kind of fucking I, I feel that Ripley is really treating everybody like a piece of shit and I'm like I'm, I'm like why is he acting so superior to everybody like that really bothers me because he's Ripley yeah well fuck him <laughs> fuck that guy yeah yeah uh, I, I don't have much to say about yeah. him I think all of Personally, that. I wouldn't recommend it. I just watch a, watch a Let's Play if you must. It will give you a pretty good <laughs> yeah. imp- impression of the technical aspects of the game. Watch a video of every game. It doesn't matter, like bad ones or good ones. And, oh, oh, okay, except one game from the list that is not even worth watching. Well, it's, yeah, well, I'll be honest with you. Like, I will say something like Rebel Assault 2, it's worth playing because you probably want to experience that multi-layered FMV technology, which I think is very impressive. 
and yeah. you will not get to experience it unless you're controlling it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so stuff like this, yes, it's worth. Are you afraid of the dark? Yes, it's worth playing for yourself, seeing and thing. Please believe it or not, if you're gonna play it, you to to minimize you're hate yourself yes to, to, to minimize your annoyance you would have to play it with a walkthrough and at this point why don't you just watch a video you know yeah yeah I agree yeah okay yeah all right <laughs> that's are, it are we that's gonna move on and another gem hidden gem <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's but second, I mean this second worst game on the list yeah I will I will uh. I yes yeah I will say second worst game on the list yeah okay <laughs> I, I've looked through the list and I'm gonna say yes it's there, there's gonna and, be one that's worse and, and yeah and I'm gonna probably be kind of defending the game over the time. well whatever so it's 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 the game is Bloodwings Pumpkinhead's Revenge which is a, a game that's based on a direct video sequel to Pumpkinhead or movie Pumpkinhead which was terrible to begin with and I think yes. uh, Pumpkinhead's uh, the uh, Pumpkinhead's Revenge well uh, Pumpkinhead's 2's claim to fame is uh, one of the actors is Bill Clinton's brother um, <laughs> okay. okay okay so like, he also appears in this game obviously I, as well I like to be honest I found out yesterday that there are four movies yes, Pumpkinhead. yes. I didn't even know that yeah. and and actually directed by the same guy yep the fuck is that even about? Mm. I don't know. Anyway, and Lance Pumpkin- Hendrickson is on record saying he hates all of them. I, I saw Pumpkinhead One and Two as a part of my research many, many months ago. Many months ago, Pumpkinhead One has Lance Hendrickson. Yes, which is a guy that I I don't care what he like. He played almost in everything. Yes, but well, I just he, love he's, seeing he, it. He's a he's a working actor. He's that guy who is like he can't remember where he is, and people people ask him, "Will you come into our?" To shoot our fucking horror movie in Bulgaria, and he'll be like, "Can I gamble and drink?" And they'll be like, "Yes," and and whatever. Yeah. For people who don't know who Lance Hendrickson is, he's, he's bishop, the bishop, bishop from Aliens. Yes, and, and he was in Terminator. Oh, he he's in, in so many things. I mean, he's great. Well, I mean, he's been in one Hellraiser movie, the, the worst, the worst one by far. Well, no, 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 not not after they made the one after that. Yeah, you know, so, he played in Super Mario Brothers. Uh who was he? In he was the king. Oh, that's right. Yes, because he morphs at the end. Oh, I always forget that. Yes, I did know that. Yeah. But he's <laughs> a lot of a lot of you television. See three seconds in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's I mean he's in a lot of television. He's a great actor. I mean he does different genres too. He does comedy. He does fucking action. He does hardball detective drama horror. So he's the guy who will be there for a paycheck and will do the job. So he's yeah. he's a good actor. He is. Anyway, he's not. Point... He's not in in the. He's not in this game. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Like the best part of the Pumpkinhead one was Lance Henriksen. And that was the only bearable part of the movie. Pumpkinhead 2 doesn't even have Lance Henriksen. Yeah. End oh. of story. And, and it's a terrible game. The, the, the decision to make the game is, is weird because it's sort of like you're, you're in this first person Wolfenstein 3D like single level exploration maze. Yes. Where you can't pass by certain points and what you need to do there are certain walls that will let you watch literally a clip from the movie but you need to <laughs> grab an object off the screen in those clips that you have no idea is there there is no indication that you can yeah i i would kind of elaborate on that a little bit it's it's really because... hard for me to explain <laughs> it's because it makes it... no sense like you start in the maze you see Creatures running around that kind of look like a chicken with a skeleton head or something. Mm-hmm. 
you shoot it, you kill it, and it turns into a vortex or a whirlwind or something. You jump into that vortex, all of a sudden FMV starts. That is just a random flight, fly through, through something where you pick, uh, a crystals. When this scene is over and you grab a couple crystals, you go over to a, a wall. There is a, a screenshot from the movie and you take this crystal to actually, and, and use it on this picture from the movie and the FMV starts. And there's a scene. And in, in this scene, for example, someone is lighting a cigarette and you can click at that moment and all of a sudden you have a cigarette or a lighter in your hand. Right. But you, 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 you weren't, picture. you weren't prompted. You, you, exactly. you weren't told you just that, click that stuff. yeah you just start clicking all over the screen and and pray that you click on the on the right item to get it because yeah. like you don't and know which don't, item it is you need to do this all over again yeah. and again and again and again it's it's it, I, I think the game was kind of made like uh like simulator of hell maybe. <laughs> yeah it certainly feels like one and yeah it doesn't prompt you to do anything. No. You just wander around and it, you it try. It feels... 90% of these items doesn't... You don't need them. Right. It, it really feels like it It was a game that's... That's like... Uh, first of all, it's published by fucking Electronic Arts. All right? Like, like how did this even happen? Uh, like, well, it's... It's, it's not published. Yes, but it's a very unlikely... It it seems like just such an unlikely license, right? The video game based yeah. on the direct-to-video sequel, and it looks like it was just literally cranked together. Like somebody it, that's I don't know anything about the making of this game, but this is my assumption. Somebody I had, <laughs> the, like, okay, so this is my theory. You can tell me how correct I am. Yeah. So somebody uh, who was doing their their thing with the 3D technology was doing you know their their thing so they have this they got it to to a maze or whatever and they were looking to make a game and somehow made the fucking deal for Pumpkinhead and so now they just quickly based that game around fucking digitized footage and threw it in that in that fucking 3D maze that they probably already had with all the assets you know now yeah. now made towards the towards the license and stuff because it doesn't feel like there is any design of any sort anything that would connect it to Pumpkinhead anyway like it, it, it might be connected because they had like one programmer and three project managers or something. oh that's <laughs> wow that's always great <laughs> yeah uh yeah I, I i cannot confirm or deny like what you're saying but there is like the electronic part is i think they just co-published it the right. main thing here is motion picture corporation of america yeah, interactive division yeah how did that happen <laughs> how did that happen is if you google motion picture corporation of america mm -hmm. it's a movie production company mm -hmm. They are probably most famous for Dumb and Dumb mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Dumb and Number Two, but they made, they decided to create an interactive division, as many people did in the nineties, yes, and failed as well. So yes, but they actually produced three or four FMV games. Uh, if you start googling the company and people behind it, is is it's actually uh, uh like those guys today are very high in in media or entertainment. They oh, yeah. are vice presidents. Well, fuck today. them. That would explain everything. That would explain why our movies are fucking shit today. Because people, how... people who made fucking Pumpkinhead's Revenge are behind them. <laughs> uh, but but what they did is 
something that made made sense and it's like you cannot take a movie 40 million dollar movie or something and try to replicate it as a game it it doesn't work this way the games has the fuck you talking about we have like three 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 on our list (laughs) of (laughs) well the the thing is like pumpkin head had like a budget maybe three millions as a movie did it i I would think it was less we are, or maybe even less. Yeah, but, I'm, but, I'm sure it's less because at the time you also remember this was. Let's, let's talk about the game development. Uh, yes. Yeah, like games at the time in mid '90s took what five hundred thousand, maybe a million to make. Mm-hmm. And just just imagine, like what Motion Picture Corporation of America did in some some sense. Like Bloodwings is probably the first and the worst what they did is they randomly put the scenes from the movie and then you know, slap it on the game that mm-hmm. it didn't even make sense. They, however, made also Soldier Boys later on. Mm-hmm. And we will talk about that much later. And Blue Heat. Soldier Boys and Blue Heat were already had like a design, sort yeah. of a pre-made. And Blue and Heat were... is, is, is pretty expensive. And Blue Heat is pretty expensive. And the thing is, they were low-budget movies. So they tried to monetize on making the game. But, you know, putting that to do together, you couldn't invest a million, two millions into the game. So, yeah, they ended up as a shitty games. But what they tried to do is something that I, I, I think would make sense today or later on. And would made for, for example, like the Star Trek games. They used the original props. They used what was used for making the movie to lower the, the overall cost of the game development for the FMV scenes, if, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and if FMV didn't die during the 90s because of all of these shitty games, it would be maybe sort of a standard today. I'm, I'm not saying that we would have a lot of FMV games, but we would certainly have FMV games with the good production values. And, and maybe something that is actually playable and is interesting, like her story or something. It wouldn't be just the one game we have today. It would be maybe 10, 15 games per year. I, I don't know. That's, that, that's just, and movie, movie people invested heavily without understanding yes. the gaming business. And that's when they burned themselves and retreated. If they didn't retreat it, maybe today would be a completely different story. Anyway. Motion Picture uh, Corporation of America Interactive Division made few games and Bloodwings was pretty shitty. Didn't make any sense. Let's move away from it. Yeah, we probably already paid more attention to this game than anyone ever should. So (laughs) There's a long play on YouTube. Go see it. If you can send, if you watch more than five minutes of that long play, you've already wasted your life. So no, I mean, it's, I, I'm, I'm, it's I'm, amazing. Like this guy actually made FAQ, uh, FAQ. Yes, and the whole walkthrough, and it's amazing. This guy probably spent months doing it. Yeah, and the game doesn't make any sense, but no. like this guy made sense out of it. I, I, I might understand what they. W- <laughs> okay, no. The, the, I see the, the famous the, f- to the achieve. I don't understand it, but I kind of respect it. Let me put it this way. Also, I have a <laughs> big problem with that title. So, uh, it's called Bloodwings. One word: Pumpkinhead's Revenge. Um, it's based. The movie it's based on is called Pumpkinhead Two. Colin Bloodwings. Two fucking words. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. 
I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I don't even know. understand why would you take a, a mature, you know, level horror movie and make it a you know a teen game or uh, I, I think that was even uh, you know PG game or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Who cares now? <laughs> whatever. Okay, let's let's, move, let, let's move on. And we actually come to like a game that I have not even heard of until today, and uh, so I didn't actually bother looking. I just looked at some screenshots, so you can tell me all about it. So it's uh, Marco Polo by Philips Media, published by Infogrames in yes, 1995. Yes, originally this is a CDI title from mm-hmm. 1994. Well, since it's a Philips Media game. Yeah, go figure. And it was released for DOS in 1995. And it's a pr- pretty interesting title in, in a lot of uh, sense. First of all, the background. This is actually based on TV series. And have you ever heard really? of Marco Polo TV series from 1980s? No, no. Okay, so in the 1980s, there was Italian-made TV series Marco Polo. I think it had like six episodes or something. And it's one of the most epic TV shows ever made. Really? And it's amazing. It's on YouTube. Go find it. I think because they showed it where, where, where I lived, but I never watched it. I remember seeing, seeing like the listing in the TV guide. Okay. Let, let me just name it. Uh, a music Ennio Morricone. Nice. Well, uh, at the same time, let's face it. What, what doesn't have <laughs> music yeah, by okay. Ennio Morricone anymore? Okay, let's talk about actors. Uh-huh. Art Lancaster, oh, Leonard wow. Nimoy, F. Mary Abraham, uh, Ken Marshall, the main actor. Wow. If, if you saw Crowell. He was the main guy. David Warner, Ian McShane. Wow. It's epic. It has a lot of great actors. Fucking sold. So it's, it's a miniseries then, right? It's a, it's a miniseries. Okay, would make sense. Yeah, alright. And, and and it's great. It's, it's a life of Marco Polo and, and it has this old school 80s style of epicness. It, it is really great. What the, the infograms did, they, took some of the scenes. There's not any original footage, I think. All they did, they, they took a couple scenes, a lot of screenshots. I think they made, they took hundreds of screenshots from this show. And this title can be divided into two, two parts. One is game and one is edutainment. Uh, which one to cover first? <laughs> Should I start with the bad part? Whatever. Okay, let's, let's start with the bad part and that's the game. You play Marco Polo, you start somewhere in Turkey or whatever, and your mission is kind of moved to China and back. I don't know, I never played it that much. The whole gameplay is, again, it plays like a board game. Uh, there are conversations where you have a screenshot and you have a narrator and some actors saying stuff, and at the end of it, you can say yes or no. That's probably the most interactive part. Uh, so this conversation is like, are you gonna help us move, I don't know, cotton to this city? You say yes or no. If you say yes, then you're moved onto the the main user interface, which is kind of interestingly uh, drawn pictures of cities and stuff, and like you can trade there. Uh, you have a caravan, you buy uh, guys to guard the caravan in case you are attacked, uh, you trade all of your stuff, and then you move, you know, you buy supplies, and then you move to another city. And you do that again, and again, 
and again and again and that's it. <laughs> this is the whole gameplay. You move from city to city. Sometimes you say yes. Sometimes you say no. Sometimes you trade some stuff. Sometimes you buy stuff. And and, and it has no end. And yeah, that's the game. All right. I I don't even and 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 you can play missions separately. That's <laughs> awesome. And the missions are same boring stuff. It, it it's pity. So FMV is wasted and you do not recommend yeah. it is what you're saying. Yeah, because just go watch the TV series. There's no point because it's it's in a 320 by 20 pixels anyway. Right. And in a small screen. Right. And yeah. It, it, it's a shame because the material they had, they could make a great game. What they did is a great edutainment because the second part is the educational part. And this is like the whole huge, fuckingly huge database. You have everything from life in the cities, life in the time, about Marco Polo, about people around him, about, you know, siege weapons, anything. It's hundreds of pages and all of them are actually narrated. And they are narrated by a pretty cool guy. If... <laughs> I, It kind of looks like two separate teams worked on this. Or, or they <laughs> used time on edutainment and they didn't didn't think oh we have this great idea for edutainment but like we should probably make a game out of it yeah but what kind of a game uh i don't know look i i played this risk game yesterday let's let's try to put it on the on, on the edutainment part and yeah let's just sell it such a shame because when i i actually knew about the tv series before i played the game so i was very much looking forward to it and i was so disappointed and it, it music is made by frederick Metzen who made Alone in the Dark, Eternum. And, and it's pre- pretty good music. Such a shame and such a wasted potential. Yeah, it's it's not even... like If you watch just five minutes on YouTube, I don't even know if there are any clips. Maybe <laughs> I, I made one or two. Uh, just, yeah, just go and like give it ten seconds as it's about. It's a shame. Very, 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 very disappointed. Ah. Oh, well. Well, shall we move on? We, I would like to plow very fast for, for the next two, cause, uh, I actually spoke about, um, next, next game on, on your list is William Shatner's Tech War. Yeah. Um, a capstone release from 1995. Uh, I've spoken about this game extensively in, uh, in my build engine podcast with Bill, with, uh, Bill, with, with, with Ben Chandler. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill Shatner. <laughs> I know, right? It's, 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 it's not, it's not a far leap from, uh, from, but yeah. So, um, well, um, uh, like I mentioned, I'll, I'll recap quickly. Game is bad. It's unplayable. Um, uh, and as far as FMV, uh, there's, they use the intro from the TV show. And then before and after each mission, there's a, a personal appearance of Mr. William Shatner, Shatner, who, who gives you a, a, a briefing and kind of fucking says some shit about you. And then at the end, depending on the outcome of the mission, he'll either scold you or, or, or praise or, you or, yeah. or congratulate you. That's about the extent of it. The FMV looks all right. I mean, the intro from a series looks like it's been digitized from some kind of a TV, like beta tape. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. And then, uh, all the new stuff looks like Shatner was in a studio for an hour and uh, put on a suit. So. That's about yeah. it, really. Uh, uh, and another part, they also made an interview later on with him. So, but that's 
something you can Google, Google on, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, Tech War. Uh, I, I wanted to like the game. Uh, like, like it had the idea of having the living city and everything, but like it, it was too soon to it, have it implemented. It had, it had the, many ideas. Not, it wasn't too soon. I, I believe that it was not too soon, and you could totally do it. It just feels like they there was never any concrete design. They just went out and 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 did things, and then they put it all together, and none of it actually worked. And uh, yeah, it, it was made before Duke Nukem 3D. Was that? That was was that actually a full build version, or did they work on some you know pre pre final build? No, it was well. They uh, uh, I mean they they have worked with Build Engine before on uh, Witchhaven, Witchhaven, so which was the first commercially released uh, uh, Build Engine game. So they worked with that very early rough version. You can tell. Um, that they didn't have any later enhancements uh, because of how you control and. I, I'm gonna say it again. You control like shit, so you control slightly better than in Witchhaven, but you still you you don't feel like a person. You feel like a uh, like a, a boat gliding over over the floor. <laughs> and yeah, uh, uh, let, let, let me just say one thing. Like, there's a 20 minute uh, run through the game on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Go go see that, guys, because this is this is kind of worth it. Only because of the last level that is in cyberspace yeah uh, this the speed run i think it was like the most the most boring speed run you can you can see like like just the speed run itself you can see how boring it is and that's that game at like times 15 speed so like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bad yeah but but, but the cyber cyberspace, cyberspace is called the matrix that's about the only thing that's interesting about it yeah Okay, let's move on. Oh yes, oh yes, let's move on, please. <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay. Uh, okay, so now we have the best game from the whole list, and that's of course. But by the best, best, we mean the worst. The worst, uh, the worst. It's it's by far the worst. I mean, uh, that game is and it's also from the same company. Yes, that made same year too. So it's Zorro, Zorro by Capstone. Now that is a game clearly inspired by. Uh, well, let's, again, Tech War maybe had a good idea when somebody sat at the desk before they wrote it down and thought of it, right? <laughs> so I think Zorro it comes very much from the same place. We're like, everybody likes Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia is a good game. Who else could be a hero to sort of do the jumpy fucking fighty stuff? Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Let me say this, this, like, some of the team is actually the same as in the Tech War. Well, I be- yeah, of course. Uh, but uh, it's like, <laughs> so... So it's like, yes, of course. So it makes sense, Zorro. Okay, it doesn't really make sense because Zorro is about running on roofs and kissing girls, not in the dungeons. So uh, before we get to the FMV, which I have not really seen because I've always played the ripped version uh, uh, or, or the floppy version. Um, uh, uh, so I've never seen the FMVs. So it's Zorro in dungeons and it's Prince of Persia, but broken. Like... The, the controls are never exact. Like, you jump from the same spot, and you never know where you're gonna land. Um, and then, the dungeons are insanely complicated. Like, right from the get-go, there are those rotating platforms that, that rotate 90 degrees as soon as you land on them. And there's sequences of them. And sometimes, sometimes you land on a certain part of them, and they will not turn. Sometimes you land, and they will turn. And, um, sometimes you'd fall through like a sequence of three of them and will die. Sometimes you won't. Um, sometimes you like magically teleport to the other side. 
Uh, <laughs> Zora can use his whip. There's some soldiers in the dungeon who, 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 who you can whip. Um, sometimes he would survive a five square fall. Uh, sometimes he would not survive a five square fall. Uh, first level is impossible enough that I did beat it years later. Like I, I have spent, um, years and years. It's, the game I is unplayable. It's, it's unplayable. I didn't made it past the first screen. Yeah. And I spent two hours doing it. Yeah. No, it's like, why the hell didn't you make, make the video of that? Like, uh, there's actually a video on YouTube. This is the sh- uh, shout out to everyone who's listening. Download Zoro, play it, please finish it. I want <laughs> to see progress in this uh, game. You, you can currently. I think there is, uh, what's his name? Uh, David, uh, David Newton? Ah, oh, shit. He follows me on Twitter. I feel bad if he listens to this. But, uh, he's the guy who did this amazing video stumbling through Prince of Persia on almost every platform. Do you ever see that? I, rec- <laughs> I, I recommend it. He's an expert Prince of Persia, uh, player and he did a video where he put all the versions of Prince of Persia in one video, uh, like at the same time. Okay. And then he made a video about each one of the versions. Like he, takes a look at each the differences and how broken all the ports are um wow. so it's great uh and, so, and he also played a bunch of prince of persia clones and one of them was zoro which he told me later when i brought it up a couple of years later that uh, that it was a commercial release he was like oh i thought that was a game somebody made in their basement you know <laughs> because it, it it's broken and he does significant progress over the course of i don't know like 20 minutes maybe and i think he like at one point makes mentions that he cut out cuts cut it cut out like a whole chunk of time of just dying over and over you you can this is all you need to know about that game like like it's uh it's unplayable it's very possible to finish the first level maybe if you put like consecutive like three hours into it and and you're lucky a lot of it i feel is dependent on actual luck if you die or or not and um and that's it it's 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 literally another like at least some people figured out how to play Tech War, right? It's broken, but it's not yeah. completely broken. This game is literally unplayable. And let's be honest about it, it's one of the worst games ever. Yes, ever it is made. one of those games. I mean, people are, for that very people reason. are mentioning Superman or something. I, I, no. I, I don't know. You could actually play that Superman. Yes, it's, it, Superman 64 is, is, is a bad, this. boring game. Yeah, This you cannot play. You literally cannot play this game. Like, it's... You can even excuse... Big rigs, right? Because like stuff like that clearly was just made. Some something was made in two weeks, and they slapped it and and they released yeah. it in a jewel case. But they didn't ask fucking fifty dollars in it, and they certainly didn't fucking film fucking FMV for it on top of it either. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the difference. They thought this was a complete fucking product and put money into making fucking videos for it, which you can talk about because I I you know I haven't seen any. Just just to relate the badness, like Bloodwings looks like the contender for the game of the year in comparison to yes, this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing much I can say. And interesting tidbit is the music for this game was paid, made by Robert Prince. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I Who knew. made do? Like, go figure. How I, I have no idea how that happened. But well, happened. commercial work, you know, he's a working composer. But they should have, instead yeah. of hiring a fucking name musician, they should have hired a fucking name programmer and a name designer. The dungeons, like the the designs themselves, are impossible. Like in in, in a way that I don't know. Same with with Tech War, kind of. Like uh, I feel that maybe the same process was in place that that 
when it was all put together, nobody actually bothered to play it and see if it was playable. Because if they did at any point actually stop and attempted to play it, there is no way in hell they wouldn't have been like, guys, I, I think this isn't working out. Like, yeah. like, how did this happen? How did it progress so far that that is a product that ended up on the shelf? Because there's art, you know, there's art assets. It is the capstone actually f- f- down pretty soon afterwards, after these Yeah, but they released so many titles. Uh, I mean, capstone did like put out quite a lot of things in, in, mm. and even as they were dying, the, the, the uh, Intercorp, their division, other uh, division, they had two divisions. Oh, it was yeah. two different companies, yeah, yeah. but it were, they were essentially capstone. Um, they just alternated, <laughs> but I don't know for what purposes. They were actually based in um, in that same city that uh, a game of Golden Wake takes place. Um, Coral something. Ah, shit! I should know this too. Um, but yeah, you, you know what? Now, now I just remembered. We, we kind of skipped Tech War, but I, I was watching the interview with, uh, with Bill Shatner, and he kind of said like he, they asked him about Intracorp and, and Capstone. And he said like I'm, I'm I recommend them. They are the best company to handle Tech War game. The whole like most I, I went to the Universal guys and asked them who's the best for our game. So Universal said Capstone is. And the head of the company is the most inventive guy. He has great enthusiasm, and there's no limitations to his technology. Blah blah blah. It's, oh, it's that's like, great. Well, they did handle quite a few licensed titles, right? They, they yeah, did they, the Stephen they, they, King they, they, game. They, they did the fucking Wayne's World game. So it would make sense. And maybe their head of their thing was kind of inventive guy because he came up with pretty good concepts. It's just weird that maybe there was no management. I don't want to fucking speculate anymore how did, how those games came to pass. Uh, like uh, About the licenses, I always say, uh, like, it's the question of money because licenses take a chunk of mm-hmm. your development budget. And if you even spend it on FMV on top of that, people don't realize how expensive FMV is. So, like, let me put, put this into, like, Kind of perspective. Uh, this is not a DOS game, Panic in the Park. Mm-hmm. And I actually found the budget for the game in one of the magazines and with a very nice list. And it's like the game cost $1 million right, right, right. to produce. And they used five days for filming. Mm-hmm. And that each day of filming cost $100,000. Mm-hmm. So any kind of an FMV that was ever used. Even people don't realize Night Trap cost, what, three million? Yeah, Night Trap was expensive, but it also was a fairly unusual project for for the late 80s, you know? Yeah, 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 that, that is true, but like, whenever you used an, a full-blown Hollywood people, it ended up like, they got unions, they were mm-hmm. paid ton of money, mm-hmm. even for standing around, and so... so yeah, whenever someone used FMV, it well, was it very depends. Costly. You know, like uh, it—it it really seems like certain things, like you know, like Phantasmagoria cost half a million dollar more than than, than Wing Commander Three. And my question is, how and why? Like, and I think that is like they—they they didn't. Maybe they used kind of an like Hollywood production and everything, but I think not on they, Phantasmagoria. Ma- they didn't. Well, Phantasmagoria is for me a lot of money went to research and development. Of what? But they they build the fucking studio. I yeah, think that the, was actually in the hangar. And then you tell me that a professional crew couldn't even fucking make sure that the 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 the, the like they they touted it as professional. But I am sorry, the sound recording in that in that 
Oh my god, let's not talk about Phantasmagoria. Because <laughs> the technical aspects of Phantasmagoria are so incredibly fucked up. And then you look at, at, at Wing Commander 3 that doesn't only have talent, like real talent, right? Not somebody from a fucking Skinemax fucking flick and, and people from a <laughs> local fucking puppet theater who shouldn't even show their faces on camera, right? They have real talent, uh, uh, acting talent. But besides that, professional production, sound, lighting, despite the fact that, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're all on, on, on green screen at that point. Uh, you know, the lighting matches, they have moody yeah. lighting, they have the eye highlights, the professional makeup, p- professional wardrobe, uh, and, and, uh, like in Phantasmagoria, like, it, it, everything just looks and sounds like shit. Like, and that game and, cost uh, four million, uh, like four million dollars, like, I think like six this million cost dollars. Oh, because of, of the whole learning curve. Okay, Origin made it better. And that's why they made it, made it within the boundaries and, and what they did. And they did amazingly. Phantasmagoria, not so much. It cost even more. And I, I think that's what was the, the turning point for, for, well, turning point, bullshit. What, what I mean is, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how much time they actually spent making Phantasmagoria. Maybe. Oh, it was a long time for the they, you know, you know, movies, like for the, f- the reshoots or or anything. It kind of ha- maybe happened that they realized they spent weeks of making something that is completely unusable. They throw it away I, and start. I don't. Away I don't think again. there is a, was any reshoots. It's actually fairly well documented in the interviews that on that Phantasmagoria website. Uh, which I, I because if there were any reshoots, I, I'm sure they would come up with something fucking better. I think the most uh, uh, the more more time was spent on on the 3D. Uh, Backgrounds and well, obviously, a lot, a lot of time was spent on those backgrounds. And let's face it, like those backgrounds are great, kind of. They make no fucking sense, but but they, you know, it, it's clearly where the monies <laughs> went, especially for the time. They're very incredible, like big, big, giant, like detailed 3D backgrounds. But whatever, let's not. Oh fuck, why are we talking about yeah. Fantasmagoria? Let's not talk about. <laughs> I don't know. We just, well, but that was interesting part that you can cut out. Uh, actually, I'm going to leave this. This is pertaining to to things, and people can see like. That's why when I was writing my review for Nesmagoria, which, which is why I haven't made the review until recently in, in four years, because that, <laughs> I started screaming at the screen and, and that was the end of my reviewing career because I, I couldn't handle it. Fantasmagoria is one game that I absolutely loathe. Like, like it makes me angry. Thinking about it makes me angry. Like. So, so if you, like, had to choose, like, finishing Fantasmagoria or Bloodwings. What would you choose? Ooh, well, I, I'll probably <laughs> choose. Fa- yeah, I'll probably choose Phantasmagoria just because I've I've played through it a few times, so I could probably get through it a lot faster. It was going to be a lot less painful experience to me, and not to mention Phantasmagoria has fast forward button for just about everything. So, so I could probably knock it out in like twenty minutes and be done with it. <laughs> So what took you four years to write it? <laughs> it just it's whatever. It's not what's the most painful. It's just you know like like I can hold my hand over 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 a candle for 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 two hours, or maybe I can stick my hand into a fucking frying pan for for five seconds. You know, there the, I'll probably choose the five <laughs> seconds, so <laughs> just because I'll get it over quick with quickly. Uh, okay. okay, pragmatic. That's <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, let's let's move on then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, actually, next game I I I like a lot. Yeah, I agree. It has ton of problems. Uh, uh, well, it, maybe it, as far it, as FMV goes, has. but but 
Not as far. Yeah. I really like this game. The next game on our list is the uh, Terminator Skynet, which is... Which uh, I never understood if, if it was only named Skynet or Terminator. No, it's called Skynet. The Terminator Skynet in the, in the documentation. Uh, okay. And um, it's a standalone expansion for Terminator Future Shock, um, a, a previous... <laughs> What? It's yeah. what it is. Oh. I mean, you can run them together. They can even join them. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Like originally, it was supposed to be a data disk, yes, but yes. later on, it, it was it expanded into a yeah. thing. But the good thing about it, you can you can install it on top of the Future Shock, and it would allow you to play Future Shock with first bugs fixed, which was important because Future Shock was very buggy. And, uh, it will allow you to play Future Shock and SVGA and stuff. And Skynet is actually a significantly shorter game, but... Yeah, it has like half of the missions of the original. Yes, but they're also longer and more sort of open spacey. So, yeah. so, and, you know, multiplayer is expanded and stuff. And of course, the biggest addition, uh, to the game is, is the FMV cutscenes, which are fr- <laughs> frankly kind of terrible. They're not, yeah, they're not, they're, they're not like awful, but they're just like, they're so not special that it is like everything from like wardrobe to, to casting choices is, is weird. And then the dude who gives you the, the, the fucking missions keeps looking at that girl's tits all the time, like visibly. <laughs> I think everybody who played that game notices that every time he's not looking, he's looking at her tits. I haven't it's, noticed that. Well, just go over it when we're done, and you 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 can just laugh forever. Find any cutscene where the two of them are together. And oh shit, I I finished that game three times. Like okay, <laughs> I never noticed it, but, well, but this is interesting trivia. Like okay, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So you got uh, your John Connors, you got your Kyle Reese's, and uh, it's like fourteen. Yeah. and he's like the most annoying kid yeah. ever. Yeah, it's but bad, and they I give him those camouflage suits. Like the the uh, the camouflage suits are fucking ridiculous. They look like this <laughs> yeah. snow, like burned out snow camouflage suits that would never work uh, in a, in the future that the Terminator so showed the, us. The only camouflage they could you yeah know, in, find in in a hunting you know, twenty four hours before shooting yeah, in, in a hunting store somewhere. Um, yeah. So, I, I particularly, I like the game. I really like the game, and it's, yeah. and it's prequel. I do recommend those games, uh, just pirate, I said it multiple times before, pirate them and play them. They will never be released ever again because of the licensing issues. Um, yeah. because there's so many things involved. Uh, yeah. and, uh, it's like the, And it's a shame. Yeah, it's, it, a shame. They, it's a shame that there's one of those forgotten 90 shooters. Not, not forget that the future shock was the, was, of a full three real three D first person shooter before yeah, that, before that was Quake. the first game that actually like used free look and stuff. I think yeah. also. Well, not the first game, but out of mid nineties first person shooters, it certainly uh, uh you know it, it 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 did that before Quake or anybody yeah. else. So yeah. it's yeah, interesting. They're both really cool games. And yeah. It's, I agree completely. It's a great game. Like I'll get to FMV later on, but like like just to. Maybe build up on a little bit what what I think was great about Future Shock and Skynet is yes it, it was 3D it was like it was made by Bethesda mm-hmm. and in this game you can see what is Bethesda today in a sense well it's, it uses the same like X Engine or whatever the fuck it was called yeah, the, the it, Daggerfall it's, it's, it's and all of their the games ended up using the X Engine that was used in Daggerfall later on and you can you, you know, can tell clearly. You can see clearly you 
you are in the city that is, you know, destroyed uh, over the nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. You can go into the buildings, uh, explore them, and like you see Fallout Three, Four in in this game. Yeah. Actually, well, yeah. If for for the time, the environments are very detailed, and you know, the weapons are cool, the designs are cool, the robots are cool. Like, I really like this game. And then you get to pilot vehicles and stuff, and in multiplayer, you can enter yeah. enter and leave vehicles and stuff. So, like, it's it's like yes. I and I, I also think like like the first mission of Skynet is eh, I say one of the best build missions like. From point of view, like a feeling you have from the playing, because you're infiltrating, uh, oh, yeah. you know, Terminator base, and then you found out that they have a nuke there, and all of a sudden the big alarm is, and you are hunted by so many robots, and you you you, you cannot kill them all, so you just run to your yeah. jeep, and all of a sudden you're trying to, like, you're driving with the jeep through the robots, you're crashing them. You just want to go free away, and it—it's it, really great. Like the first mission is really, really, really fucking awesome. No, it, there's good games. Uh, I, I will always, always recommend those games. I think yeah. they're unfairly forgotten, uh, and because they're maybe because they're licensed games, right? But this is mm-hmm. this is like a case of a licensed game of a license being. But everyone well remembers the Daggerfall, like. Everyone remembers Daggerfall. Yeah, but, but it, it, Daggerfall is an event, right? So it was, it, it was, it was well advertised and, and it was sort of yeah. brought out but as, as an event. It was also very advertised at the time. And yeah, that's actually a very interesting thing. Like, this is the game that made Todd Howard. Because I think that was the second game he worked on. Oh, really? Yeah. He joined, I think I read an interview with him when he wanted to join Bethesda and they told him like, you go fuck off and finish school first. So he finished school and applied again and they told him to fuck off again. Wow. Uh, anyway, one day he got in and I think like, might start like 1994, 1995, but he worked on like, on Future Shock and Skynet hmm. and, and, and he was producer or producer or something like that on, on Skynet. So. Yeah, and I think he's building on the game since then. Uh, yeah, FMV. Well, <laughs> for video production is a responsible guy named Brent Erickson. And that's a very interesting person because if you go over his list of work, you'll see that he worked on the old Tex Murphy games. Huh. And also Noctropolis. And he oh, ended okay. up. Okay, makes that. sense, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, FMV are not FMV, like, they clearly didn't have any budget. You have like three or four extras and that, that's it. And in one room. That's all. All of them are, I think the John Connor guy is at least bearable and the rest of them are really not good actors. Uh, I, I cannot say much. The quality is pretty good, I think. Yeah. Bethesda technically, uh, used pretty advanced codec. It's not a high resolution, but, but oh, sound is really shitty. I don't understand how they did that, but it's even worse than Phantasmagoria, I think. Yeah, well, again, I think that's from a lack of. That's clearly a lack of budget and yeah. and the proper facilities. So they just like literally put up like f- like a, a table, uh, like a, a wall, uh, the screen, and and put everybody in hunting suits and like off you go for you know. So that that that's clearly where the FMV comes in. In this game, 
So well, I won't fault it for that. Like it wasn't fucking, you know, four million dollars. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I can't say much on top of that. Like it was interesting to see the FMVs in the game. And yeah, you could you could just skip them, and you wouldn't be, you know, yeah. you wouldn't feel any difference. No. Yeah, I I don't think what happened with these actors. I I couldn't even find any like interesting information about them. But there is one thing I found about the actress that played the I don't even remember her name. Like her name is like within the game. Uh, the actress is Sonia Gaubinger, and she used to be a model, uh-huh. which is you could see from the game. Yeah, that g- that guy could certainly see it. <laughs> but she has a very interesting like like life background because like she was get, supposed to get married in 1991 uh but she crashed with her fiance who died oh, and Jesus. she couldn't walk and like she built up her life from start again wow and that's that's when she started to be a model basketball player and she act, acted in few advertisements and and in skynet and she wrote a book about it it's like like Right. You know, it's just the interesting stuff that you never realize about the people in gaming because, like, we can, you know, tell bad stuff about the games. Yes. We can tell, you know, bad stuff about the FMVs, but yeah, and, and it's something I'm trying to do, you know, with my website and Twitter and everything is kind of look into these people and see their background and what's behind them. And it's full of interesting stories, even from, you know, a surface point of view. And, and that, that's that's why I do the stuff I, I actually do. Like, there's a ton of people that work their asses off on the products that we forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on another one. Yeah, that's, I, I think I don't have anything else from Skynet. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Play it, play it. That's all. Yeah. Um, yeah, next one is, is interesting, <laughs> uh, in, in a way, uh, it's a game I haven't played, but knew of existence of. It's, it's, it's Top Gun Fire at Will. Well, uh, at that point, I think it was a third Top Gun game on PC already. Might have been, but I, I know only of this one, like I later on figured out that there were more of the games. Yeah. That, like for, for me, me from my childhood, there was, there was only Fire at Will that I knew. About. And it's weird because like it's an adaptation of the movie, like, it's a flight sim, and it's a, it's Spectrum Holobyte flight sim, right? So we know, like, uh, you know, they they've 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 known for some decent flight sims, right? So yeah. I looked it up, and as far as flight sim people could tell me, it's not great, but you know, it's like it's like a like a B minus kind of a as far as the have, have simulation. You played it? No, I haven't. I I suck at sims, so so <laughs> it's that. But yeah. I I looked it up, uh, and so. I'm being told the simulation is alright, not bad, not great, but playable, and it looks, it looks like it looks okay for the time, also not particularly great for 1996. But the gimmick, of course, is the Top Gun thing, where they put the fucking yeah. FMV of you, uh, at the bottom. And you play Maverick. Yes. You really play Maverick. Yes. And it's, and it's doing put the, it it's doing the whole fucking thing with the, with, with the, with the face. Well, it also has all the in-between mission stuff, but while you're flying, you, you, ha- you have the, in your HUD, you have the, the, your face with the clouds behind you and stuff. Uh, like, I, I played it. I played it for a couple of hours. I tried to play it for a couple of hours. 
because that's what I do. I try to play games even when I suck at them. Uh, yeah, it's based on Top Gun and problem is, I, if you see any FMV video out there on YouTube, it has fucking interlaced video. People should learn to go into settings and disable that shit. But yeah, no one probably noticed or haven't read the manual. Uh, so you can go into the lower resolution and have no non-interlaced mm. video, which is great. It, it, it's, you know, lower resolution, but at least you see shit, what's happening on the screen. Uh, <laughs> Game starts with pretty good opening. Wow, well, uh, it's Danger Zone. It's Danger Zone. It's some sort of a karaoke version. It's it's low budget Danger <laughs> yeah, Zone, yeah. and they use poor, poor uh, man's Danger Zone. Yeah, <laughs> and I think they used unused um, material from the movie, possibly. Could, uh, yeah, yeah, plus plus the original, and it kind of I think replaces one of the scenes from the movie, and it even does. Yeah, doesn't doesn't matter. It's a good scene. You see James Tolkien, who's the you know the main actor from from the movie, who's reprising. I I didn't actually understood if he's playing the same character like in the movie or completely different. I one. think he's supposed to be the same, but they took one of the characters out and replaced him. Replaced him with uh him with him. That makes no sense. Uh, but, yeah. uh, but, but, like, yeah, his character doesn't make sense because in one part, like, it, he, the game starts where he's your commanding officer, like in the movie, and he's, you know, pescaring you for some shit you did. And then all of a sudden he's taking you to Miramar and he's your, you know, leader mm-hmm. and trainer. Like, what the fuck? Why? Well, yeah, I understand he's the famous actor, so they used him. As much as possible. Uh, as you mentioned, I would say the simulator is pretty fine, uh, pretty arcadish. It's it's not like one of these you know hundred buttons to just right. took off because I think the takeoff is manual, but the landing is actually automatic. <laughs> and if you use autopilot, you can finish the game by just having the autopilot. It takes you from waypoint to waypoint. It aims for you. Nice. And you just hit the button and, and Oh, I, lo- I love the games that play themselves. Like, like, a second, like, first mission is you learn to fly, go to waypoints, and, and it tries to replicate the mood of the movie. Where, uh. You just fly, you had, fly by the towers? Uh, I don't know if that is it, but I mean, the communication between characters, uh, oh, during yeah, the fly. Yes. You have this chatter. Very similar to Wing Commander when uh-huh. the characters are talking about, but in here they talk a lot during the mission. They actually don't stop talking. They talk all the time during the mission. And there's, you know, random attack, uh, just to surprise you. And, you know, this other pilot is trashing you, blah, blah, blah. And second mission was, I think, duel with the James Tolkien character. And I couldn't <laughs> shot him down. So I just used autopilot and it started following him and I just hit, you know, after a few minutes, I just hit the space button, which is fire and it killed him. And like, okay, it <laughs> came this way. <laughs> uh, the, the, the whole story follows you are on, on Miramar training and, and there's a war brewing in Cuba or something. Mm-hmm. There is 
a mercenary group flying from Russia. They are called the Cadre, and there's the backstory where a leader of this group was, I just think his colleague was shot down by your father, or it's it's really like a plot from some B movie. Wow, well, let's, let's, let's 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 come on. It's Top Gun. I, I mean, the, the only it's, it's Top Gun. It, it, it's Top Gun in a good and in a bad. Yeah, well, uh, the only way it probably it it should have had like a a shirtless uh, volleyball simulator somewhere. <laughs> Playing with the boys. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. Oh my god, I don't know why people like it so much. Like you wish it now. Like I wish the re-release when it was in theaters again. And all I could think is like how bad it is. Oh my god, that movie made so much money. And there's another one. Coming, God! Oh no! <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so. But that's that uh, for from me. I haven't played it. I just looked it up, and it looks like something I probably wouldn't play. Well, we. I think we're now coming up on the the case of a rose tattoo. Oh. Uh, also, nineteen ninety six. Okay, I to be honest, it's nineteen ninety six. The case of the rose tattoo, and I. So, 10 minute video, I don't have much to say about that. Uh, it's, apparently from the reviews, it's one of the best Sherlock Holmes games. Yes, it, it's considered to be, it, it's definitely better than its predecessor, which is better remembered, but I think people, it's sort of overrated. The, the case of a serrated scalpel. Didn't even play that one. It's, it's a fine game with cool art style and everything, but it's really pixel hunty and I think it's really fiddly. I think the Case of Rose Tattoo fixed a lot of those problems, but I think the biggest thing at the time was, and correct me, listeners, if if I'm wrong with this, but most people could not play it for some kind of a technical issue. Like, I remember that being wildly the case where most people who got it couldn't run it. I don't exactly remember why, and I didn't really bother looking it up, but I seem to remember that being the case. Maybe I'm wrong. But, yeah, so it's it's a Sherlock Holmes game. Now it's in high-resolution SVGA, and instead of, uh, like, the, the first Lost, Lost Files of Sherlock Holmes game was, was all hand-drawn, uh, well, not hand-drawn, but, you know, pixel art, uh, this game now has digitized actor, actors for everything, and, like, when you enter, you know, conversations, they, they sort of stop their predefined animations, and it's actually a digitized sequence plays out on top of the background and stuff, so, um, looks pretty nice. Uh, and stuff, and uh, pretty well written and stuff, and pretty well acted. I mean, there's really not much for me to say about it. I, I have never finished it, so I haven't played much of it, so I-, 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 I really don't know. But yeah, some people who did get to play it seem to like it. Yeah, that's what I kind of heard from you anyway, so that's it. Yeah. What, what do we have next? Well, yeah. we have uh, Waterworld. Let's talk about Waterworld first. Yeah. Um, that's actually a very interesting project. That's the game that time forgot. Um, Completely. It, I, I, I don't even understand why, to be honest. Because it's well, it's Waterworld. So I think that's actually... What? It's about the... Well, it's a weird license, right? So it's it's two years. That game came out two... It wasn't a tie-in. Yeah. So it's a licensed game that came out two years after the movie that everybody fucking hated. Uh, I, I, I didn't. Yes, I know, but for most of the wrong reasons. Let's face it; like it was, it was hailed as like yeah. as as like the worst movie of all time around the time. It's not even close to the worst movie it's of all time. Bullshit. Pros- 
it's just it was overblownly expensive. Yes. It, Everyone kind of hated it. It's an expensive. This. It's an expensive, and because people maybe expected more than a Mad Max ripoff. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, to, to be honest, I was thinking about you know if it's this is worse than Pirates of the Caribbean or not. No, it isn't. It's on the same level. It's the you know the summer blockbuster movie. First Pirates and, of the Caribbean is really good. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, eh, whatever. You know what? Dennis Hopper is fucking great in the movie. Yeah, well, and yeah, he got a Razzie for that. So it's it. Yeah, no, it's it, it's, it's, it's <laughs> he a, did. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, Maul, he was really funny. And, yeah, he's great. Uh, what? The, yeah, that's uh, the thing. I, like, if you like Mad Max, there is nothing wrong with watching fucking uh, uh, Waterworld because it's it's essentially Road Warrior, but with bigger budget and water instead of fucking sand. Like that's what it is. Oh well, it's 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 fucking long. It could be shorter for. Yeah, yeah, it's true, but it's not a bad fucking movie, and. Surprisingly, to tie it in, Waterworld is actually not a bad fucking game. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good game. It's a pretty good game too, and it's weird because it also has a fairly interesting solution for the FMV as well. Because yes. they use footage from the movie, and sometimes they edit around it to sort of make it fit into the new footage that they shot, and sometimes they just flat out composite people on top of the old footage. Uh, no, 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 no. They actually used the original actors from, from, from the movie. The lesser knowns. Right, but there's also moments when they're clearly compositing a new, new, oh, new yeah, thing uh, on top of the, like they put, they put the actors in front of like, uh, uh, like a, uh, like a green screen and then they played like footage, some footage from the movie, like behind oh, them and stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, but it's, it's actually, fairly well used the acting is decent you can see that one guy that's remotely famous is in it I forget his name um, one of the character actors I, I don't remember the names but I, I know it's the guys who yes. actually played in yeah. the movie and that they reprised their roles which is which is pretty great I I, I loved what they did with the FMV the FMV is as good quality they have decent wardrobe and and the editing of the footage from the movie like when it's when it's worked into those cutscenes is actually I mean it's nicely done and the game itself is like a simple RTS with, with basic like trading in between. So you just have your own sort of squad of people and you, you give them weapons and uh, there's no building and you just yeah. go and attack the other guy. And it looks nice. It, it looks a little bit weird, but I think it actually replicates the style of the movie fairly closely. I agree. Um, yeah. so. It has it maybe slightly like uh, if if Kill Crush and Destroy was was zoomed in a little bit like that's what it kind of looks like. It's a very good comparison. I was yeah. I, I didn't thought of it this way. Uh, yeah. But not the gameplay wise, but visually, like it has a yeah. sort of weird perspective going and stuff a little bit and stuff. But I would actually recommend people play Waterworld. It's a fairly accessible game too, and if you mm-hmm. if you like the movie, it actually does the movie justice. Like this is a very good use of license, a license that I'm sure nobody fucking wanted. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, they started when the movie was supposed. To, they worked on the game for for two years, years, especially considering how long it took for the movie to come out. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> uh, have you even noticed who developed the game? Uh, I know it's an Intelligent Games and published by Interplay. I don't know who the fuck Intelligent Games are. Dune 2000, Emperor Battle for Dune, Red Alert, Data Discs. Really? Azrael. Okay, so that actually, 
explains a lot. <laughs> more. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah. I would say I don't have really much more to say to it, but I will say that FMV is good and the game is good. How often does that fucking happen? <laughs> yes. Yes. I completely agree. Uh, there's like 20 missions between them. You have FMV. The, the story kind of follows Waterworld Innocent. You try to find the dry land and it, it starts interestingly because there's a very good narration in between the missions. Also, like you start where your people are dying. And you attack one of the atolls. You seize them. You build your base there. And it's like, in narration it says, like, we wanted to work with them, but we took their home from them because we had to. Because that's what the life is here. And, and it's interestingly narrated. It's pretty grim. Uh, actors are great in it, in all the scenes. And I, I like the guy who's, Responsible for all the water and supplies and everything, and he kind of he kind of says you have to attack this another atoll. And to be honest, you kind of like if you don't bring all the people back, that kind of resolves my problem with supply. So, <laughs> like, yeah, let let some people die, and I'm okay because yeah, that's it's not me, it's the numbers, you know. Go go go, uh, go. People play it. It's a very good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, reviews are pretty harsh. I. I don't think it, they do the justice. Yeah, I haven't actually read any reviews. I, again, this is also a game I didn't know existed f- for years. It's only when I like really dug in deep la- later in my life to actually find like DOS games or commercial releases that probably weren't known that that came up and because I saw an ad for it and uh, I was like, and then I played it and I was like, huh, I'm I'm so surprised that this is actually a decent game. So yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Shall we move on to the to the cherry on top? <laughs> yes. Of our list. I won't really have much to say. Uh it's, Oh, I have a lot. Alright, so let me <laughs> let me go first then. So uh yeah. the game is Soldier Boys nineteen ninety seven we don't call them the FMV uh fucking well it's it's I guess a, a, a rail shooter, I guess. Uh uh, uh based obviously on uh uh Michael Dudikoff. Film, by, 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 by. <laughs> this is again the motion picture of America, or whatever that was the name. This is the same production company as Bloodwings. So, so it's based on this movie, and you get to play as multiple characters, and it has footage shot specifically for it, obviously. It's, it plays like one of those, uh, it plays, you know, it's Mad Dog McCree. Yeah, um, pretty much. And that's exactly what it plays like, and it has the same shortcomings, and, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> so, so you, you can, you can now feel free to say anything you want to say about it. Well, okay, to recapture, well, to, to say again, it has Michael Dudikoff, who's like a C grade, you know, we had the A list, Schwarzenegger, Stallone. And yeah, then we have the B list, the canon guys, so we had, Chuck Bronson and Chuck Norris. And, and then... Yeah, well, so you know Van Damme and Steven Seagal, they were kind of like B-grade. And, yes, then, and, we had and then we have Michael, Michael Dudikoff. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, there's also below that, we have uh, we have like a D thing with like uh, Red Brown and... Uh, like, okay, th- th- this is way out of my expertise now, like level D. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you've never seen Red Brown movies? No. Oh, no, you I... should watch some. You, re- I'll find the list of which ones to watch. They're fucking, they're, they're priceless. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, like, some of them gave, are like legitimately. You gave me like three movies today to watch. <laughs> it's okay. It's my. It's what I do. People think I play games all day, but I actually just watch movies all day. Uh, and, and, and the villain is Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. If people don't know who is this is, Sh- go see Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Shansung is the coolest villain of them all from the 90s, at least. I, I, I love the guy, and, and he's great in this game too. Uh, he has also, a, like, even Dudikov and Tagawa had special footage made for the game, which is pretty amazing. Uh, I, I can say about the story is if you take the Dirty Just Dozen, the classic movie about the uh, you know criminals mm-hmm. going to rescue or whatever they did, this is the same. It's the bad guys who are trying to save some presidential yeah. daughter in Philippines, Vietnam, Vietnam. It's Vietnam, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, all of these guys are actually <laughs> they, they are like kids. And all of them are fucking stereotypes. There's angry Latina chick, there's black guy, there's two white guys, one of them is idiot, and second is Nazi. And They all have weird names, like Butts, Brophy, and of course, angry Latina chick is Vasquez. Oh, God. Go, go figure, of course. Uh, and the game is really la- rail shooter, like the old American laser games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you move... You move from one point to another. I I can't say much about it. All of it, it's SMK files in old resolution, three twenty by two hundred. Yeah. So it looks pretty shitty. It's shitty, me. but it's also okay considering unusually for the thing they move the camera like a lot in that game. Yeah, and that I hate it because <laughs> controls is not very good or smooth. No, and the mouse is like really like it feels heavy. Yeah, and thankfully, very thankfully, the game doesn't change anything. It shows you the same guy in the same place mm-hmm. all over again. Uh, so, so you can, like, just by retry- retrying and replaying, you can finish the game sooner or later. Uh, it's, it's fairly funny, to be honest. Uh, it has so many hilarious scenes. Yeah, it does. Uh, it, it, it does. For example, like if you shoot a dog, there's a mission over, and Dudikov will tell you, like, he says, like, what kind of a person would kill an innocent dog? And like, okay, we are bunch of criminals and killers here. Come on, that's just one of the things. But the best part is, you finished it, right? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. Okay. Uh, there's. A I finished amazing... the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in, in the movie, do you remember when they went to the hookers? Uh, something like that. It, well, it, it has been twenty years. You know that, right? <laughs> I, well, I, I saw it this year. Oh god! Just because. Why? <laughs> okay, <laughs> just imagine. There's the guy, Brophy, the, and he, he goes to the hotel, which is just the house full of hookers, <laughs> and there's a mission that you have to kind of sleep with every one of them and to extract the information from them but before you are allowed to do that uh, you need to have uh, a condom and to get a condom you have a scene and you know when someone I, I don't know how it's called when someone hits uh, something behind uh, there's a condom it's hidden under the 
some trinket and there's three of them and that lady is shuffling them and oh, you need God. to watch like, that shuffling uh, yeah. and and you you need to pick the correct place where the condom is oh, and if God. you don't they throw you out so you return and if you find the condom you are allowed to go sleep with each of the hookers <laughs> and it's, it's it's like so bizarre and when you get the condom the, that that character says all right oh, God. it's so awesome uh, and bizarre and 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 absolutely like mind boggling i might really i might play it now like go play it it's just fun it's 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 fun yeah no, nothing nothing extra like you can finish game in 40 minutes or so uh yeah unlike uh, that's my memory i just i just stopped playing at one point because i just didn't care i actually had that game uh in the pirated collection with like all the other rail shooters so it was like a little bit cut down so it didn't have some of the cutscenes but it had just enough for the game and that there's another great scene uh towards the end of the game you are pursued uh in uh, like per- guys are chasing you and and you have to go go through minefield and you go through the minefield by going left or right left or right and you move you move the mouse over to you know right or left and the character is actually saying left or right left or right <laughs> you do that probably in a sequence of five or six times and, and like after end of this sequence you actually all you hear in your ears is left or right, <laughs> left or it it's awesome and we should get to the best part. Oh, of course. Well, you go for it. Okay. This movie was shot on location in the Philippines, and the supplemental part was made by two very interesting guys, and one of them is called, named Matt, or Matthew Libatik, and Darren Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. Which people should probably know... Darren Aronofsky is one of the most prolific directors today. Right. And Matt is probably his most often collaborated cinematographer. Yeah, DP. Like, both of them have Oscars. And Soldier Boys is, I think, if I don't take into consideration their, you know, work on the short movies, or uh, when was I... Made. Uh, Pi was in 1996. Was it? I think it was maybe a little bit after that. Let's yeah. See. And as, as this was shot, uh, together with the movie, which was probably in 1995 or uh, 19, 1998. So, uh, so Aronofsky, uh, was still in college then. Yeah. So this is probably their first full length movie work. They, worked on and and for many years I, I even remember like a half year ago or a year ago this wasn't even mentioned in their IMDB pages so somebody just added it recently I don't know I, I, I would be pretty proud of this work <laughs> to be honest everyone has to start somewhere well of course I think we are over with this list we, yeah we're done finally it's been it's actually was a pretty comprehensive list of all things considered so yeah, yeah. it's like yeah 15 games I, I, I kind of thought we will fly through them no it never it, happens yeah. that never <laughs> happens you always say oh, it's going to be 45 minutes like 3 hours later you know <laughs> uh, yeah so most of these games are probably not worth playing except for the couple that we we have mentioned but, but the, each 
each of them is worth at least seeing. Oh yes, the, except Marco Polo, go see in TV series. Zoro is not worth seeing. Yeah, well, you can't even <laughs> see it on YouTube. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's some of the FMVs that are forgotten. I, from this list, now that I think of it, maybe if if we. Ignore Rebel Assault or Sherlock Holmes. Dracula is pretty known. But most of these games are pretty forgotten. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Well, thanks for being here. Maybe we can uh, separate a bunch more next time with a sort of encompassing topic and, and, and discuss more in, in the future. I'd, I'd be happy to. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right. And dear listeners, if, if you have a topic that you would like to speak, a DOS related topic that you can speak for, for, like, talk for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours about, and just don't hesitate to contact me on Twitter. And you could be here on this podcast talking about stuff that you love that I'm sure somebody will listen to. Um, hey, same. <laughs> so that's it. Well, thank you very much, sir, for being here. But where can uh, people find you and your work online? Uh, they can check uh, my website that I try to update, but it's so much work that I don't get to do it lately. It's at fmvstory.com. But something I'm updating more regularly, you can get touch in touch with me at... Uh, Twitter at FMV Story, you'll find me there, and I'm trying to make it, you know, at least sort of a fun. Huh. Yeah, that's really cool. And actually, while while you're here, I might as well give you the shout out for people who follow me on people. Some people who follow me on Twitter uh, probably know that I have been posting a lot of old PC gaming ads pictures. And the thing is, I I did originally just. Uh, what should we call it? I originally found them in scans of all magazines, like on the spot, essentially. Uh, I still do do that, where I just open a random issue of an old magazine and just start pulling out ads. But at one point, you have shared with that. The, most of the ads that you see, actually, uh, people people see on Twitter came from you, because you send me nearly 30 gigabytes of, yeah. of, of ads. And I, um, I want to stress it, gigabytes. And I was very happy to do that because, well, that was one of the projects I, I did for a longer time. And like, I, I think I was unemployed for three months, like two years ago. And what I did is just, I, I was just extracting and archiving anything that I had, but I wasn't really able to do anything with it. So like when you kind of asked me for a few of them, I said like, fuck it. I have 30 gigs of it. Like go <laughs> take it all. And, and I was happy to do that because like there's no reason for me you know, having that stored and like do nothing with it. Like mm-hmm. people should see all of this stuff. So I'm I'm happy that you got it and oh, that well, you are using it. Thanks for sharing it because, like, yeah. So credit where it's due. I I did not uh, find that many ads all at once. It's an, <laughs> it's an incredible uh, archive. So so thank you very much. So now people know. I I don't think I mention it that often, but yeah. Now everybody knows. I hopefully who, everybody who listened for for, for two hours. At least, no. <laughs> well, uh, who would listen to end of this? Like, it's like two hours. It's for okay. I, I have a podcast at over three hours, so. No, and only, like, to, to be honest, I, 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 I haven't listened to all, all of them, but like, 
this is one of the most comprehensive folk podcasts you do, and like I love them to be honest, and I'm I'm very happy to be here. Thank Yay. you, thank you. I, I'm I'm happy uh, I'm happy that people actually suggest themselves. That's all people do. People need to suggest themselves to be on this podcast. I just I can sit down and talk. So somebody just somebody who knows better than I do of, of what they're talking about. Uh, uh, is, I'm always happy to have them. Well, yeah, people. If you if you don't know what you're talking about, just go just write Anatolia email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for being here again, and uh, thanks to everybody who who listened this far, and hopefully we can uh, uh, hear each other again on another episode of Das Nostalgia Podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.